Let's just start. Let's start episode okay. 195. There's only two of us. It's Tim and Jeff. We've Everybody killed, else is we've pooping killed the their brains three. out. We, they are we, pooping we their rain, brains out. For, yeah, they died from food eating over Thanksgiving. It's true. Yeah, yeah Derek uh, tried to quit, but we murdered him before he could. Yeah. And then Dan decided to stream tonight over at Dapper underscore Chocobo, and then we murdered him before he could do that. Yeah. And then Kyle said, guys, I can't make it tonight. And we, we murdered He's, him before he could do that, too. Yes. So. We Actually, before he yeah. could even text us that he could make it, we were like, yeah. how can you not make it if you're dead? We're going to kill you. So. Yeah, exactly. And also, Dan is still streaming. He's dead, but he's still streaming. So, like, he's weak into mm. Bernie'sing it. Like, he's just yeah, corpse. It's it's just Live a Mario camera. mustache. It's just a Mario mustache <laughs> on the microphone. <laughs> Dan's dead. Yeah, Dan's just laying dead. there on his desk. Uh, so yeah, yeah, this is morbid. I love. Let's talk about killing people more. Of course, this is it, great. <laughs> of course <laughs> it is a lightweight crew. Uh, this happens around holiday week. It's not that big of a surprise. But um, yeah. hey, we've got a few things to talk about at least. Also. I like keeping the cadence going of episodes. So even if this episode is like 40 minutes long and we only talk about two movies, then that's yeah. what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that just is what it, then then it's a current cinema episode. That's what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. By the way, uh, if you haven't already, go check out our current cinema content. It's on the same channel if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're watching it on Spotify, it is over on YouTube. So you have to go find us over there uh, first. So current gen podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Current Cinema has its own feed on on uh, Spotify, and uh, you oh, can. Oh, it is on Spotify. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Search for it there. Yeah, and and I upload the videos to Spotify like you do for. I assume you do nice. for this too, because mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't go back and watch us. Sorry, I'm a fan of us. Together talking, but not going <laughs> like not in retrospective. Like I'm not like. Remember that time we talked about this? I don't really go back. Okay, and so I don't either. Unless maybe a show goes by and I'm like, did I, did I say something weird? Like was I. <laughs> Or was I like, a jerk? Are, or was I like, did I criticize something and come off oh, like the people that I hate? Like whatever oh, the thing is that okay. bothers me. Sometimes I'll go back and at least listen to a section. Because I was thinking you were doing it in in my head. I was like, oh, he probably does it to refresh his memory on a take that he had on a game to see if his opinion changed. That'd be nice if I t- I should do that because there are times when I'll come back and say, no, that game sucked. It's always sucked, and I'm like, oh, but three episodes ago I loved it. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, but I don't. Yeah. It's more about if I feel like, boy, that kind of might have been a hot take. I should go back and relive. <laughs> to see am i see everybody else yeah am, am i the podcast person that i criticize so oh. sometimes sometimes oh, yeah no. sometimes yeah sometimes i am sometimes the one i'm the one who like sometimes like, the rest of us do it too I, we all have I, our I moments that, i know that everyone else loves this but let me tell you why it's not that great like I, yeah. and i sometimes i don't mean to and i'm sure yeah. we all do that but um it's same with movies. Kind of like you went off about uh, Tears of the Kingdom and how much you hate that. Uh, oh, I, I verbatim that's what you yeah. said uh, you know i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i know what's going to happen for game of the year I, I already yeah, know. One of us is going to get at, at least once around the whole table of four of us, hopefully five. I would love for Derek to be there for that because he was there for most of All the right, year. All right, so let's make a prediction then. Yeah. Which, which for, for each of the five of us, assuming if, like, even if Derek can't make it, he's what's been on the, the show hot for take so long. What's one the of hot us take says? they would have? So let's start with. Well, Dan. mine's got to be Zelda, obviously. Like, my, I, I already know kingdom. that I'm going to be like, is it's it not really even that hot of a take? It's, it's a room temperature take at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? <laughs> is it's... it really that good? Of... Come on, guys. <laughs> but think about the games that others are going to be fighting for. Yeah. I think. I think Kyle's might be because Kyle is more positive probably than all of us about everything. Like he likes more things than the rest of us. Don't you think or no? Yeah, sure. At least about games, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So Kyle, no, you, I, I, should, I said definitely. I didn't mean it like all the time. Uh, I just yeah, mean Kyle, that like if you're uh, listening to this. Yeah. We think your game of the year hot take. If you had, and this is on the negative side. 
Um, gosh, what's what's a game that he would want to exclude or not be as sold on in the final? Maybe Hi Hi-Fi Rush. No, he he thought that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I think to make an argument for one of the yeah, I don't know which Yakuza game he's gonna keep in his ten. Um, but it, you know, in order I, could, to... I could see him saying, "Listen, Zelda's a delight, but maybe he what." This isn't a hot take. Maybe he'd be fine with it being at ten if it had to be. Like, right? Maybe he. Maybe if that's anything, the he's thing to hot take. Kyle's a, a healthy, he healthy. I don't know. Uh, debater and compromiser on our show. He's very much like. Maybe the most healthy. Yeah, like I'm fine with that. You know, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Well, this isn't at all what Miles looks like, but so, you know, yeah. we can just continue on the conversation. So he's got like expect. he's got one of the Yakuza's up there in his top five. I'm I'm sure. Right, so uh, I have to go so, back to Kyle. I don't know what his hot take will be. I think. Yeah, I I think he's usually I don't know. He's usually the one that's like kind of goes goes with the flow uh, in a respectful manner. So I, I don't like know. Dan skipped something big this year. What did Dan? What's Jedi what? Survivor for sure is a skip. So that might be his hot take is that doesn't even deserve to be on the list type of a. Skip, may, of he a might make that argument of yeah. like, well, if it were yeah. good, I would have played it. Maybe jokingly, but yeah. Uh, but uh, I know he didn't play that because I it's always in the back of my head and uh, locked and loaded. Uh, <laughs> whenever he says anything. <laughs> um, and uh, I think he skipped. He might. I don't know if he skipped Hogwarts or not, but I, I didn't expect him to play it anyway. Like it's one of those games where like if somebody told me. I'm not getting it, or I don't feel like it. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, whatever. Also, us putting it in the top ten, some people might consider that a hot take, even though I very much want us right. to do that. Um, but that, okay, yeah, that's Derek, my feelings. If, but, if yeah. he's on the show, I think the hottest take he'll have is about Spider-Man Two. I don't think he's in as as, as in love with it as I think he liked it a lot. I don't yeah, think but if he, he if he loved it, head over heels, and he wasn't on the show for it when when we talked about it a lot. But like, he I he would have made it clear through his posts in our group that he loved it. No, he I think he fin- I think he finished it, and I think he gave it like an eight out of a ten type of score, and I think he would. Oh, not... I don't remember that. Okay, yeah, because yeah. um, he he posted something about games he finished with their score, and I'm pretty sure he gave that one like an eight, and I was like, eight, hey, IGN over here? What, the, what is the eight? <laughs> What's with the eight? So I think Derek's is Spider Man Two. I think Dan's yeah. is Jedi Survivor. Um, let's just make Kyle pick one. Let's. Uh, there's got to be something that let's <laughs> just got to be, be something that, that that was that was beloved that wasn't really his thing, and I'm trying to remember what that thing was. Maybe uh, he just didn't beat Hogwarts, so he's oh Mario he's Wonder, not gonna... maybe Mario Wonder, ah, maybe 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 his hot take is that Kyle's he has a big no maybe strong on opinion. All this. He, has, yeah. he has no strong opinion about Mario Wonder. That's the hottest take he's got. Of the yeah, world. yeah, it's not gonna be a uh, it's not gonna be a it's gonna be pretty lukewarm. <laughs> Whatever yeah. the hottest take is that he has is gonna be. I think very uh, polite and lukewarm and respect. Mine, mine is. The one I picked for myself, and I could be wrong when it's all said and done. I don't think it's going to be Diablo 4 just because I didn't play it, but also I don't think you yeah. guys are going to be fighting for it incredibly really. hard. Uh, but I do think um, just in order to get some of the ones I really love higher, I might end up saying some stupid hot takey stuff about Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3. <laughs> I can see Because I've, I've got some thoughts that are like, yeah, it's not a 10, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have some annoying takes about it. Uh, and I say that because I know it's an, I know like when you're in yeah. love with the game and everything like that is the and I've seen so many people and I love this about this game. So many people are like this is the best game I've ever played. It's my new favorite game of all time. And I love it. And I'm kind of like, yeah, it is, though, like, really? <laughs> like, and I feel like that guy sometimes. About it. And it, yeah. you know what it is? It's because I've only put in like 15 hours into it. And so I'm not I haven't really. Yeah, I'm still at the very, very beginning of the game, uh, which is even way earlier than you are i don't even have everybody yet and yet i've finished planet of lana and uh some of these yeah, other yeah 
little the other games. beatable ones, the ones that are like, I can do this in a sitting, right? You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think that's our, and yours is probably, yeah, yours is Tears of Kingdom. So there you go. There's probably our hot takes about some of the biggest games of the right. year, which is usually when something like a Final Fantasy 16 squeaks ahead of some others because we can't agree yeah. on something. That's how Guardians won. It was kind of like second, third for most people. Right. I don't think anyone had it as number one, but. Yeah, and Final we 16 so might, could be that, or Zel- actually Zelda or 16 could be that for us because Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Kyle's played the most of out of the rest of us, the four of yeah. us. And I know Derek was, a, he's in love with it. Like, that's oh, his yeah, game it's his game of the year, no question. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like Zelda, I know you, Kyle, and Dan all love. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, it's, you know, that's like, why I think something like a Final <laughs> Fantasy 16 that we all really like to slash love it depends on where we are on it i think i'm probably the lowest on it and i still have i still have it in my top five i just don't know where it's it but it's like and that speaks highly of it by the way because it's not my type of game i'm not usually big into character action games i really don't like those kind of games very much i like devil may cry 5 bayonetta games and this one and i most of the other ones i don't really get into so the fact that it's fighting for a spot in the top five believe me that's a compliment for final definitely definitely um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I hope that uh, a little to the left wins our game of the year. So yeah, the the which <laughs> is like moving out or what's that moving unpacking? That's unpacking. this year's unpacking. It is, it is this year's yeah. unpacking. Or you that that or the cooking one when it's like uh, Venba or whatever, which was nominated for some game awards. Um, I don't know about you, but it had an impact on me. It had yeah. an impact when I saw them cooking. I was like, I am impacted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's talk about a couple of new things that I think are at least worth highlighting. Uh, I tried a couple of demos of them. There's not really nothing much new that came out this week. This is a week of sales of things that have already been out for a while. In some cases this year, great week to catch up on games. If you missed some great week to get some discounts uh, and some games were surprisingly discounted. So make sure you check. Yeah, Most definitely. stores are running those through. If I can get this posted in time on Monday, we'll see if I'm able to get it posted. It might be Tuesday. Cyber Monday, it should still be going, yeah. Yeah, things should still be rolling. Uh, and then again, uh, platforms like Steam and others will have another sale in about four weeks at, right around Christmas time. Most they do, yeah, they do one around after Christmas, yeah. Yep. Or so before be, it. There, yeah. There'll be another round of me spending too much money. Um, oh, good Lord, dude, it's a it's a problem. It's a real problem. Not yeah. for, for you, not for, no. <laughs> <laughs> for me this no, time. I bought some too. The last some. sale, I didn't buy anything. I was like, oh, nothing's really catching my attention as a must-buy. And this time, same things were on sale pretty much. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, it's the mood, really. It's, it's the mood. Because it's, it's not, n- the ones on my wish list are not on sale enough, at least yeah. as far as this year's games are concerned. Well, then I get like, the emails. Okay, they're like, hey, the, all these games on your wish list are on sale. I'm like, they are? I should go see what they are. Ooh, yeah. 10% off? Oh, jeez. Anyway. Yeah, 10% on a $40 game? Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but there's this game out called In Stars in Time, which I think, uh, if I remember correctly, was getting decent reviews. Some folks are saying it's got some of the, if I remember this is the right one, uh, some Earthbound-type vibes to it. Um, let me see if I'm thinking of the right one. Um, this is, I think, a black and white RPG. What's it called? In Stars in Time. Let me just search. By the way, if, you, if you're watching and haven't noticed, I'm in a different setup. I'm in a different room of the house. we got family in town. we got my normal office space is being used. My, one of my teens is crashing yeah. there right now. So, like, things are kind of weird. So, anyway, I'm going to use my phone to... There's uh, on on Open Critic. this one's at the high 70s. Uh, okay. So, not, not like not like breaking the bank in terms of right there's uh there's one publication called game explain and it's game with an x plane oh and 
uh, their review measurement just says liked a lot. Liked so a it's lot. like eight out of ten, eight out of ten, seven out of ten, eight out of ten. Liked okay. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I think, really uh, cool. ret- retro RPG gamers, maybe this is one for you. But I, I haven't really looked into that one too much. There's a sequel that I didn't know was out, but I am interested in it because I like the vibe. I like the cheesy Jack Black, Tenacious D style metal vibe of the Valfaris game, and oh, they just put out a sequel called Valfaris Mechatherion. They're pretty affordable. You can actually get the first one, second one, and then a third game in a bundle on the sale right now. But it's like 20 bucks for all three. This art style is really fun. Yeah. 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 It looks really silly. It's very, it's very like heavy metal. Like literally think of heavy metal cover, like uh, album covers from the 80s. Yeah. Kinda, it's that vibe, but it's all pixel based. It's more neon than, than dark black yes. or grays. Yeah. 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 I can tell from the violence that it's like comical. And, and I think the reviews on it were pretty, like, at least the steam user reviews were pretty positive for Valfaris. Well, that's, well, that's assuring me. Cause I kind of so. trust, I, at this point I really do trust them uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, more than I expected to, because they're especially now that you get verified, uh, you know, little marks, yeah. whatever. And they'll tell you they got it for free yeah. or they refunded this product. How or much they've played. How yeah. much they played at If time you played review. half an hour, it's not going to be a high rate of review. So, right. like, it's just easier uh, to sort through those. Uh, the recent one, Mecha Therion, Therion, whatever. Yeah. Uh, on Open Critic, it is at, it's only based on eight reviews, though, but it's in the high 80s. That's, that's good. Yeah, man. It looks like kind of like a just crazy over the top action side scroller pixelated game with like heavy metal type silly themes, lots of explosions yeah. and blood and um, right. Yeah, that looks uh, cool. I had it in my cart, but because I was overspending, and I'll tell you, I'll go through some of the stuff I bought later. Um, I held off on this one, although I do think I'll end up getting this uh, at some point. It does look like fun. So that's out. It looks week. like I could enjoy that one too. Yeah, um, it's one that. I don't think it has a demo. It's one that could use a demo, I think, if it doesn't have one. Uh, uh, I I put wordless, but it's actually worldless. Let me fix that. I didn't even notice because it's it's when the L's are that close together, but so far apart, I I couldn't even tell. Worldless. 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 So I played the demo for this. It's on Steam. It might be a demo elsewhere. I'm not sure. Um, It's it's this kind of side-scrolling game. You play this disembodied, almost like constellation, and there's a very heavy stars and constellation theme. Because you have, there's like a little two little triangles for your hands and then two more for your feet. And you kind of have like a little circle with a little wavy thing off your head. So it has a the look of maybe a constellation of a body. It's kind of a cool concept. And as you move around, you start to, in your head, kind of just fill in the blanks that you're a little stick man or stick woman type of character. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's very it's one of those side-scrolling games that's very flowy. Like the, the jumping, everything feels very flowy, which is fine. It's a little floaty, but it's not too bad. They give you some cool abilities like dash and uh, the ability to activate the environment around you with this little pulse that you send out. And it yeah. could like turn on a platform and stuff like that. And then the combat is weirdly sort of turn-based, but also button mashy where... Turn turn time-based or something. Turn time. Yeah, you have like a yeah. little timer that starts to go down and you can you either have a physical attack or a magic attack and you over time unlock more versions of those and you can power those up. And the enemies you fight might have a shield up. They might have a weakness to one thing or another. So you want to time those. You can unlock combos. And then also there's kind of a parry mechanic um, that I found yeah. to be a little bit tough uh but yeah the enemies will either throw physical or magic attacks at you and you can I try to block i them. can't get the cues down at all it's tough yeah, yeah it's tough. really tough Especially i have when the they full do, like, game at this vertical point, horizontal uh, vertical vertical and i'm like what <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like it changes based on the type of enemy design that you're up against because like it'll give me like a new help menu 
Mm-hmm. I've only done the first three encounters, and then the boss was like the boss for that particular mission. I should say it's like the first mission. Yeah. I just get wiped out every time, and I three times, and I was like, okay, I'm good. That's uh, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was like three different enemy variations, and I was like, well, they have different indicators for how they attack yeah. based on magic and physical. I don't, I don't know which block to use now. I'm confused. Right. Um, so I felt like it was giving giving me maybe a little too much at once. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I do. It's a really cool concept, though. I really like the whole timed aspect of the uh, the turn. Yeah, I expected uh, it to be like X to attack, Y is a strong attack, RB is a special move. I, I just thought it would be a standard platformer. Yeah. And when it went into the battle screen, I was like, oh, this is new. This, this is, is new. Yeah. Different. It's so, a cool and you concept. Can, and you can revisit any of those battles. I, I don't really know if there's any experience to gain from redoing it. Not that I. Can I don't tell. know about that. Well, I don't know about that, dude. Uh, know but there that. is a uh, there is a way that you can absorb the enemies at a certain point if you fill a certain yeah. meter to one hundred percent, and that yeah. gi- and that gives you some. Type I only of did in-game... that one time. Yeah, I did it the one time too, and that gives you some type of in-game current skill point. It's a skill point thing. Um, so it gives you a skill point that you can spend for n- the unlockables that you were talking about with the different moves and combos, and like some of them help your shield last longer because you can even see the lines in your shield. As soon as you summon it, there's two lines, um, and then you can add a third one, and that, that indicates the strength of your shield. How many hits is it going to last, basically? Yep. Um, and if you do yeah, parry cool, timing though. right, you don't take any damage to your shield. I just it's tough was though. Super inconsistent with the timing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, not unlike something like Mario RPG, where once you learn the enemy's cadence of here's the move, here's kind of, it'll flash vertical for a magic attack, horizontal for a physical attack. Yeah. Those are just and, easier to read because it's not just obscure shapes, right? Or whatever, or not right. obscure, like uh, obtuse. They're more like obtuse, yep. weird shapes, you know. So and, it's kind of just getting the know. timing of that. It's like, okay, I see that, and then is it, a, is it a one Mississippi and then hit it? Is it yeah. wait till I see the animation start above me, or but like, so I wasn't really yeah. sure, and that, that's okay. Like, I, it's one of those things I'm sure that you would get after playing it for a bit. I did finish the demo to the point where it cut to like a sizzle reel of a bunch of the game, and then said thanks for playing. Cool. Um, so I, I'm going to count that as a finished game this year. There you go. <laughs> you beat you beat Worldless pretty much. I beat Worldless. <laughs> in, the, in the full game, because I got it for like, I'm probably going to get a refund on it because I didn't put that much time into it. And I don't yeah. really feel like playing it much more. It's only like um, 18 but bucks, it, right? right? Yeah, now. it's pretty cheap. So, you know, yeah. it's it's, you know, if you feel like supporting a smaller dev that's got kind of a challenging game and those type of games appeal to you, then, then you know, there's this one. Um, but they do sh- uh, show you at the beginning the scope of the game, like, they show you at the beginning the the uh, the Big Bang kind of and uh, how these are basically stars colliding in the universe, and you're basically a star that's fighting another star more or less, yep. um, and they're different colors because um, you know race and uh, <laughs> race <laughs> the stars are a race. Uh, but a lot of uh, orange versus blue. I feel like those yeah, are exactly. pretty pretty popular color palettes when you have color switching of some. Yeah, kind. Straight Lights did purple and something else. I can't remember, but Straight Lights kind of did the same thing. The fact that it just came out. Yeah. I could see similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of cool. Like, it shows you the scope of like the whole map, which is basically shaped like constellations, but they're a little more obtuse, kind of like the enemy designs. Um, right. Where you you have, like I think, eight total lines that you can expand upon and travel to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like it's a huge, massive game. Like, right. And you can replay, of course. You can replay enemies if you want to, I don't know, absorb them or something. Maybe you just Yeah, maybe if you didn't absorb them. Like, I didn't. Maybe I didn't absorb either of the bosses. Maybe I could redo that fight and try to do the absorb move. Yeah. Um, 
Which is interesting, too. You, you, you got to get the meter up to a certain point, and it'll tell you some of the letters, but then not all of them. So you have to get the meter back up or up to 200. Like, I don't know. You have to fill it to a certain point, maybe all the way full, for it to show you all the letters. If you fill so, it up all the way, I think... Then it shows all of them? I, I think you just absorb them. Like, that's it. Okay. I so think it's kind I did of a guessing first at halfway, you... and it gave me, like, two of the buttons and then a question mark, question mark. Oh. Uh, and so I got those wrong, and then I had to, like, refill. Anyway, um, gotcha. so it, it was fine. Uh, this is an interesting little game. It's a nice little indie game if you want to go. Yeah, and it's getting out. like eights pretty consistently on on the reviews reviews and stuff. And the other but one the, I tried you know. a demo of was Ninja Isen. Ninja Isen. Um, Gonna eat some ninjas. That's ninja. Oh, that, oh, that's Essen. My bad. That's Essen in German. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> uh, that's what I was just thinking. German. Uh, Isen. <laughs> so listen, this is a. I don't think it's made by people who have English as a first language because there were several moments already in some of the little lines. I was like, well, that's not correct. There's a game I'm going to talk about that's very uh, similar. It said, uh, like at the beginning, it shows this encounter. You, you're like this ninja slash robot, some kind of cyborg ninja that's injured. And this doctor guy comes and finds you and you see your your arm off to the side and he like reattaches it with stuff. And then it says three months later. I was like, Close, close. <laughs> month of three later. Come three on, months guys. later. So, um, so anyway, uh, it is a side-scrolling, a little Ninja Gaiden-esque with, with more fluidity to the movement. And you can throw a shuriken, you slice with your sword, you um, get a bunch of special abilities by holding the bumpers. And then once it, they power up, you can hit a couple different buttons to do a dash move or get these things to spin around you. It's fun. It, it, it's a fun little side-scrolling kind of Ninja Gaiden type game. It just wasn't really my thing. Um, I wasn't really mm. feeling it. So that's the same with Worldless too. It's like I see the appeal, and if you're into that kind of game, go play it. Same with Ninja Isen or Isen. Um, if you liked Ninja Gaiden and uh, maybe The Messenger and those kind of fast-paced side-scrolling action ninja games, totally give us give it give it a try if that's if that's your thing. But um, but yeah, I was ready to move on after what like 40 minutes or something with the demo. I was good. I, I like a good. You're I like more generous a demo. with your time in the demo, then, because I Sometimes, usually like I go like 15, and I'm like, all right, I think that's good. <laughs> it depends on the game. Like I was interested <laughs> enough in this. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Um, and then once I died the second time, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I think I'm good. I get it. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> I get what this is. It's cool. And you know, it might be one of those things where if I had only kept going, there's an incredible boss fight, and the boss encounters would have made me love it. Like I don't know, but I just yeah. wasn't. Uh, I wasn't totally. So I didn't buy either of those, but they are out now. Um, and they're not very expensive. So there you go. That's all I know of for, for new games. What about you? Is there it's more than I could have found. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was doing some deep diving outside yeah. of like the dark corners of Steam where no one wants other people to know that they go. Those are the only ones I know of that are new. Um, but there was... Oh, a there new... are dark corners of Steam? I gotta go. <laughs> there are some dark <laughs> corners in Steam. Um, so... There is uh, there is a new movie out though that I'm super interested in because Gladiator continues to be one of my favorite movies of all time. I freaking love that movie. Which it made we talk we talked about that last week, right? And how you just how it's recently, a dad movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how you just recently rewatched it and it was like, yep, that movie's still amazing, dude. It's yeah, everything about it. It's still my favorite role of Russell Crowe, and I think he's got a great career. He's had a great career. I love a lot of the uh -huh. roles that he does. Not all, but I love a lot of the roles that Russell Crowe's done. It's still my favorite role of his. Joaquin, I don't know. That has to be a whole separate conversation. He's had so many amazing Dude. roles, but that was an excellent one. That was that was a great turn as a villain. Uh, yeah. 
in Gladiator. So, agreed. Um, so anyway, I was very excited about this movie when I first saw the trailer. You know, Ridley Scott directing, Joaquin Phoenix starring. Um, it's another historical drama that I'm sure they're going to take some liberties in, but make us feel awesome by the time it's done. I haven't seen it. Jeff has. Did yeah. you feel awesome when you? No, watched? I didn't. I didn't feel awesome about it at all. Uh, it's kind of sucks. Really, really bummer. Bummer news about that. Um, so like, I kind of. I don't know. I just expected a different movie out of Ridley Scott. Um, it was there was there was so much focus on Napoleon, and I want to say Josephine was his lover slash wife. Oh, okay. Um, and so much yap yap. There's just so much yapping in this movie, dude. I don't know how else to phrase it. Should be Yapolian. Right? Yapolian. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Napsnorian or nap literally Napoleon. Um, because I did fall asleep a few times. Um, but every time I fell asleep, it wasn't like. There's a crazy battle scene going on, and Jeff's snoring over here. It wasn't like that. Mm. Uh, it was like during the quiet. There were so many quiet scenes that I'm like, "Can we?" Mo- Napoleon was in like 81 battles. Can you show more of them? Uh, and I felt like we only saw like four. The trailer um, looks like this super epic nonstop action war. Yeah, and it's not That's that at all. It was, like. I was oh. really disappointed. Um, they show like one of the first ones where they kick the I want to say British out of their country, um, okay. which kind of helps lead him like get his some recognition for his name. Um, at least that gets his foot in the door as, a, as like a leader, a military leader of some kind. Okay. Um, I, I do wish that the movie had, it felt like Joaquin did what was asked of him, mm-hmm. but his performance didn't have that much charisma in it, which is weird because Napoleon was so loved at that time, at least from what I've read that like, when he came back from he was exiled like twice <laughs> and the first time he came back from exile people were like yeah come on let's go this is napoleon's <laughs> country people were so hyped yeah. so like i when he came back they show the him returning from exile in the movie and i didn't feel that i didn't feel like why were they why oh, did they okay. like him at all like i just didn't understand it um they kind of made him look like um i don't know like a, he had like a, I guess he's supposed to be smaller in real life, but uh, Joaquin's not that tiny. <laughs> At least I guess that's the, uh, isn't that like the historical rumor is that he was the a short thing man? is that he was short. Yeah. 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 And so like, it felt like the movie was trying to say, well, he's, he's, co- he's trying to compensate for that the whole time. So he's, you know, that's why he's erratic and this and that. And like, I get including moments of him being erratic and funny. He's actually very funny in the movie too. Um, but his, fu- his moments of funny, being funny are more like him yelling at somebody over something trivial. <laughs> like, okay. like he, he literally says, you think you're better than me? Cause you have horses. And then he turns around and walks off. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he like stomps off. <laughs> so it's just funny to see what does make him mad. In the I movie. wish they would have really leaned into it and had it be uh Peter. What's his name? Tyrion from game of Thrones. Just had yeah, him yeah. Napoleon. Just, just lean really just lean way, into way, Yeah. Way hard. Yeah. Or that, that movie where uh, the guy, <laughs> What's that? What's that dwarf or little person movie called? Where it's somebody on somebody on their knees is like Gary Oldman on their knees. That oh my gosh! Yes, person. I know what you're talking about, and I yeah. can't remember what that they is. They couldn't hire that person. Oh my gosh! But it was Dude, like a but if they had, if they had, had, if they had so had, had uh, Tyrion. I, I'm forgetting his name. Peter. 
um, Peter Dinklage, yeah. Peter, Peter Dinklage. Have him do his line from Elf where he's like, call me Elf one more time as Napoleon <laughs> yeah. across the battlefield. With the big hat, comically <laughs> yeah. sized hat. Call me Elf one more time. They're, the battle scenes are really, really good. That is definitely well, where the movie shines. I was just shines. looking up. It's Vanessa Kirby from the recent Mission Impossible yeah. movie. She's good. She's, she's great. She's Oscar nominated for a reason. She's incredible. Yeah, she's um, a good actress. I would say she's even better than Joaquin in this. Like he's Joaquin's not walking away with any award discussions. Is, like, at is, all. There, is, it, is any of that like your expectation out of some of his other incredible performances? Or is that just no? Like, he's no a reliable actor. Like I go into a movie going, Joaquin's going to kill it in this movie. Like, you know, every time because he's just so good. I do feel like, like I said, I feel like that he was directed to act a certain way and he, he delivered on that. Nice. Um, but I just feel like the charisma part of the performance was like, yeah, just either absent from the script or in the directing. My understanding is that because it's an Apple movie, um, that I think there eventually is going to be a director's cut that comes out, okay. um, and hopefully it's a director's cut that's like has like four or six more battles in it. Because my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see him commanding. I wanted to see him, you know, why he's loved by his soldiers, because um, they kind of went rushed through like two battles. Um, where he's very successful. And then they went to Russia, which is where he lost the most troops. They, he lost like mm-hmm. thousand, like a hundred thousand, four hundred thousand something troops uh, invading Russia and trying to fight Alexander, um, the tyrant or whatever. Um, so like, I would just, I don't know. I just would have liked to have seen more of his camaraderie with, uh, you know, the soldiers and like the citizens and stuff. Why did they like this guy? I, I just yeah. didn't get enough of that. Um, Show and us the how pacing, he won like them over. Yeah, exactly. And then the pacing of the movie, like I said, focused a lot on the the love story that I was kind of like by scene three. I was kind of like, okay, I get it. I get their deal. Um, yeah. yeah. And they were having the I was most, looking at like, his IMDb and there are ones that stand out as like, yeah, man, he was crazy good in this. And other ones I'm like, oh, I forgot he was in that. Like, <laughs> I, I, And I'm not saying like, for example, he does kind of have that. Maybe this is a bad example because maybe this is an excellent movie and I'm just forgetting how great it is. But we own the night with him and Mark Wahlberg. I was actually going to bring that up. As like a I, movie I feel, that I forgot that he's in because it's a forgettable movie. I totally movie. forgot that was him. I, if yeah. You could have told me that was like, I don't know, like Vince Vaughn or somebody else. Like I was like, oh yeah, probably. Yeah, like, his bro- I think Mark Wahlberg is his brother in that movie. Which yeah, yes. that makes sense. They, they totally look alike. They look a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. I and Joaquin know. gets. Joaquin hooks up with Eva Mendes in that with movie, Mendes, and like yeah, none, none of it makes sense. Yeah, it's um, kind of like they made the other guys after that movie to kind of poke with fun at Will Ferrell, <laughs> Eva <laughs> Mendes. <laughs> He's like, don't say that to her. She looks disgusting. <laughs> yeah. She goes against him. He's like, no, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Well, I'm still going to see this because it's going to be on Apple. Uh, soon, yeah, it's going to be right plus. there for you. Apple TV like, minus plus. Minus, Apple TV minus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and thanks to you, you big jerk. I've got so many freaking movies on Apple that and, and series on Apple mainly, actually, that I have to catch up on when I do re-sign up for that. Um, oh, good. There's a lot to catch up on over there. Yeah, they got a they got it going on. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody saw going into Apple service that they would have no. one of the best original. I assumed theirs would have kind of died catalogs. away by now. Like, yeah, I, exactly. For, especially like, for being so cheap and like lowballing every other yeah. streaming service. But yeah. it's because all they offer is just originals. Which, and, by the way, what is the cheapest yeah. one now? Is it Peacock with all their ads? Because they have like as cheap as a dollar ninety nine for per month for a whole year if you sign up for a year. I think it's still Peacock ad based. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty cheap. Because Max um, ad base is now the same price as what it used to be when it launched. When it had no ads. Yeah. And it was 4K back and then, too. That yeah. CEO is the best. Oh, David Zaslav. Not a villain name at all. 
Yeah, he doesn't sound like a final boss in a game. Exactly. <laughs> that hops He's the into type the of person mech. where you go up to talk to him and a health bar spawns and you're like, what's going on? Yeah. What am like, I doing what? here? And he like pops the pill that makes him super big. Yeah. And there, there's a Metal Gear game, I think, where that happens. <laughs> exactly. Um, Kyle, this is you need to be here for this. You could have told us what this is. We could have solved it. Anyway, um, listen, there's some other TV stuff that's out. And there's one that I wish I could talk to you about that I haven't watched yet that I planned on because my wife wants to watch it with me. The new Mike Birbiglia special. Oh, good. Yeah. We, I'm glad we you do, both like him. We do like him. Um, his original one, uh, which I'm blanking on the name of, was so funny. Uh, we actually had an old... A burned CD copy of it that we used to listen to. Really loved that. And then his, um, what I wanted to say was nothing was an excellent, or what I, I should have said nothing was great. What, what I should have sh- said was nothing. What yeah. I should have said was nothing. Really great. Uh, what was the first one called? It was like, thank you for laughing or something like that. Um, that sounds right. Yeah, that's not, because I think it was something super cheesy. Because um, I think he's put out, and he had my girlfriend's boyfriend. My girlfriend's boyfriend. Which was which like we a didn't like that one album. quite as much, but it was it was good. Like all his comments. yeah, I like that one fine. But like yeah, I think what I should have said was nothing was the first one that you're talking about. Oh, thank God for jokes is the one I was thinking of. Okay. Um, that was his first Netflix one, and then there was the new one, and now we have uh, the one that just came out of New York. I think is where I he think we had some this. old CD like a like one of his original specials that wasn't like a Netflix. One. It's not on streaming. I think it was right. just like a it was just a CD. central special or it's something. Right at the party was on that one, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had that one too. Yeah. When he talks about uh, I mean, his last fan. name being like Berbigliography. Like yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's such a good special. Um, him oh, and, and Nick Swartzen's earliest one were two of our favorites, like <laughs> along with like Brian <laughs> Regan and, we, and the Nick, Nick Swartzen one where he's like, uh, My cat has diarrhea. What are you feeding him? Like diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Dude, one of his old jokes. Uh, Swartzen talks about how he likes to hang out with his grandma because he feels young and strong. Like he'll pick up a gallon of milk and she'll be like, Nicholas! Nicholas! Yeah. <laughs> and like how she she's uh, listening to, this is not an original joke anymore. I think thousands of comics have made this joke now, but his his grandma will be listening to old music. And he's like, I guess when I'm her age, I'll be listening to like rap music. Yeah, and hardcore he, like, imitates rap. rap music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Those are all like, yeah. So anyway, that's where I, when I think Mike Birbiglia, I think of, because my wife and I used to have to make long road trips to visit family because we lived kind of in between our two different families. And so we had these regular CD stand rotations up. and we loved yeah. stand up comedy. And so a lot of Brian Regan, old school Jerry Seinfeld, Nick Swartzen, Mike Birbiglia. Pablo Francisco before he, I guess, I don't know what happened to him, he but he was appeared off the face of the earth. That's he all was it is. great early on, man. He yeah. was so funny. So all that, but to then say, you realize that was his stick was, was just that like, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That's all he had to offer he, was he fun. Did voices. Great. Like a uh, movie trailer voice and kind of like the funny, like Latino yeah. girls fighting voices. Like he was really funny at all that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. But then maybe that was, but all. then I saw him live and I was like, Oh, this is all he has. This is all he's like, got. Um, yeah. Okay. It was really sad. Man, it makes you appreciate, um, the ones who like the Bill Burrs and I keep saying Brian Regan, but honestly, he's one of my favorites. I don't think Brian Regan Regan's is still the good. top, but Regan no, still makes me at the very, even his latest Netflix, I still chuckling. I was like, this guy's yeah. physical humor and his facial expressions still get he's, me. He's doing the back in my day jokes without being yes. so overt about it, which is yes. what's annoying in a lot of comics, older well, comics nowadays. To be honest, he's doing our, it without buddy, really one of saying our favorites, it so upfront. Bill Burr you know? is doing that a little much these days. A little, he's a little doing that a lot. But yeah. uh, but it's still it, funny. 
in a way that's still like it's still working. I don't know. It's some of the verbiage is that he, some of the verbiage that he chooses is so like uniquely to him. Uniquely I'm curious to see where he goes next after yeah. his most recent stuff. I'm curious to see where he goes next after old old dads. Anyway, yeah. all that to say, Mike Birbiglia. Get back to this. Mike Birbiglia, the old man in the, the pool. The old man in the pool, which is a great yeah. title. Is it still a lot of his kind of slow burn storytelling with very much big so. payoff? Okay. Yeah, there's a <laughs> the the last like third of the special is uh, is top. So like it's definitely like slow burn, and then I'm like laughing a lot more in the second half, and um, the second half, the the second act, I guess, and then the final act is just like I I could I couldn't stop laughing at one point. Okay, oh, like okay. there's there's a part where he's he's trying to get the audience to not laugh at something, and. <laughs> It's it goes on for so long because he's always hearing people laugh. It's so funny. Um, I'm not going to say what it is that he, he tries All to get right. them not laugh at, but it's really funny. Um, yeah, and then there's a, I don't know. There's parts in between there where he's mainly talking about his health and how when his dad was. Um, that's the premise of it. Is like when his dad was fifty um, something, and then also when his grandpa was the same age. They both had like heart attacks. I don't know if they died, but they had heart attacks. I guess. I can't. I can't even remember if they died. Uh, my memory when I watch things is just awful, dude. I swear. Uh, but anyway, that was like the premise that he started with was like uh, him being well, the, conscious. The punchline wasn't that they died, so th- it makes yeah, sense. I, I wouldn't stick yeah. to it. <laughs> so it's it, the entire thing is about him dealing with more with his mortality and trying to be more conscious of his own health uh, physically okay. um, and how he's going about. That's where the pool stuff comes in. because yeah, he's probably young fifties, right? Yeah, he's somewhere up there. Yeah, right around fifty, maybe. Yeah, probably. Um, but he, yeah, he talks about going to like a nutritionist and he's like, Hey, nutritionist, but he's delivering it in his way that makes it funny to him when yeah. he's like, nutritionists know the same thing you do. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> he's like, it's like your he, friend he started charging. You. Does he still kind of do like a little bit of the quiet talk for the punchlines? Yes. Yeah. And I love, I just love that style, man. I really dig his style. Yeah. I feel like the odd, the crowd, whatever crowd he chose, I don't know if he recorded several nights, um, but it felt like they were, I, I might've even been what I was watching it on initially when I started it. I was, I think I might've been watching it on my work computer at first. And I could barely hear the crowd laughing. And I was like, is he not killing right now? What's going on? And yeah. then I switched to my TV and I'm hearing all the laughter. So oh, okay, I, don't, okay. I don't know. Could have been so something. So it's maybe uh, the audio is set up in a certain way. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe so. Um, yeah. But it was okay. very funny. Uh, definitely. Excuse me. Definitely up there is one of my favorites. I have been having a hard time uh, reconciling you know, our own mortality and stuff and the inevitability of certain things. This yeah. year, especially, so like this really struck a chord for me to hit, to hear him have these very specific conversations that I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of like thinking about this a lot lately. Um, yeah, not that I personally had a health scare, but I had a brush with mortality with yeah. some some something close to me. Sure. Uh, so sure, like, yeah. uh, I killed a bug. I had a pet bug and I killed it. It was the bug. Uh, <laughs> stepped on it accidentally. You know, it's so, interesting because <laughs> not only can he tackle that, but do so and still make you laugh. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, the other comedian who has done that, at least in a, d- a pretty good way, if not a great way, was Gary Goldman when he came back God, and talked about... I was about, just about to say, Gary Goldman has a good de- one about... His, he really had his depression, depression struggles. The Great Depression is the name of the special, yeah. The Great Depression. And that title's yeah. hilarious by itself. That's hilarious. Because I can already hear Gary Goldman in his voice saying, like, The, the Great the Depression. Great depression. Yeah. yeah. Did you... Is that the one where he talks about Karate Kid, or is that a different yes. one? It is? No, no, the no. Karate that, kid? I think that was an earlier one when he talks okay. about, like, turns out, can defend. 
<laughs> the crane kick. And then he talks about how Noriyuki Narita, otherwise yes. known as Pat. Pat. <laughs> if that was hey, that, if that was the is great. Is your depression. name Noriyuki or do you prefer Pat? I prefer Pat. What's she asking me. Of course, I prefer Pat. Hello. <laughs> Oh, man. He's got some all-timers, man. Like, when he talks about finding a 20 in your pocket, how it changes your plans compared to, like, Bill Gates, you know? Uh, When he talks about the difference in amounts of money. And then he has a whole bit that I think is one of his best about coming up with the abbreviations for states. It's just one of the best. Oh, that's the best. Oh, I love that bit. Yeah, so good. It's so good. I gotta watch the Great Great Depression made me, like, almost emotional. Because, I mean, he had an emotional moment in it, too. Well, it it, it intercuts with actually, like, behind the scenes of him doesn't it if i remember that correctly or is that just the beginning i remember it it shows like not on stage gary that, i'm gonna have to look it up if that came out during covid where i was like kind of you know we were all collectively kind of going through something no it was yeah. 2019 2019 okay um, and um he's yeah mike is excellent gary goldman's excellent there's some really good comics who maybe don't hit the same huge lights that you're you know your kevin hart's and your bill burrs and whoever else yeah do, but like those i guys feel are- like Berbiglia is perfectly content to stay in the lane he's in just doing yeah. theaters because he does these like they're one uh, they're a single man plays or whatever like just a one act yeah single man monologue show you yeah. know yeah. he doesn't do it like stand up even though there's plenty of jokes in there yeah no I, I like him a lot I'm looking forward to that hopefully my wife yeah. and I will be watching that one probably tomorrow um, we're actually getting away since my folks are here they're going to watch our kids for a night so we're getting away tomorrow and we're already trying to pick awesome. out we don't. We can't rely on the Wi-Fi of this Airbnb we're going to, so we're picking out what to download can't, ahead of you, time. So you can't bring your portals. What you're saying, you can't bring. I can't bring my PlayStation portal. That's for sure, because I didn't waste money on one. Um, but <laughs> so, like the Microvision special is one that we're downloading. Uh, and also, I'm not doing quick hits, but just as one off the top of my head that I just remembered, uh, we're on the last episode of um, what's it called? The Escape from True Flame. It's a Netflix docuseries about oh. about this uh, dating thing called True Flame. And the whole idea is, it, it, dude, it's fascinating. It's horrifying because it's a cult. It's a modern day cult. And they're still in existence now. They're not in trouble for oh, anything. Oh, they still specific. exist. Great. Yeah, that's the yeah. best when it's like, they still but exist. They, they show so many clips of their actual training courses and stuff that this couple's saying. And this guy is a maniac. And uh, anyway, so we're, we're watching that. We always love a good cult documentary that makes your skin escaping crawl twin flames i've been seeing escaping the that flames. pushed pretty hard in the front page i was wondering what that was yeah yeah the dude definitely for a reason is tries to look like jesus um ah. so, like like the european version of jesus okay let's be clear well if you're gonna model yourself after um, somebody and you want I followers guess, i guess not a yeah, bad choice i guess it is a <laughs> listen it is a uh it is something else so so yeah we downloaded mike rabiglia the ap- last episode of that and uh Maybe I think Survivor. Most so we're just trying to get a couple episodes ready to watch while nice. we're because you can't rely on the Wi-Fi at some places, you know. Yeah. Um, well, where is you're not going out of state though, are you? You're just no, going we're just going to go up into the mountains a little bit. There's a cool. It's a it's a small cabin that has uh it might be too cold for the hot tub, but there's an outdoor hot tub. But mm. it is it is going to be pretty cold. I wonder if it's if it's the same exact cabin that my brother and his family stayed at. No, it's not. <laughs> it's pretty small. This is only like a one bedroom, so it's pretty little. No, it's not. Yeah, he took oh, all okay. his kids, so it's not. Oh, okay, yeah, no, this is this is just the two of us gone. So, and then we're gonna go up Pikes Peak to go up a, a awesome a train ride up the mountain, assuming the weather holds up. Um. So anyway, so Mike Berbiglia is one of the things we're gonna watch. One thing that I will eventually watch when yeah. all the episodes come out is Fargo season five. 
I have to admit something though. I actually never finished the Chris Rock season, and I don't have a good reason for it outside of I watched like two episodes. Like this is really good, and I just I just didn't finish it. I don't know why. I guess I just wasn't as hooked. I flew through the first three seasons of Fargo. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop watching them. And I don't know what it was, something about the the timeline reset or the new characters. It just was taking a minute for me to really get into it. But I I really need to go back and watch all of season four because season five looks awesome. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if you, well, I mean, I know I don't need to, but I watched as a anthology show. But season four does connect to a previous season pretty Mm -hmm. directly. Um, So I don't know about all about that, dude. So you might have to watch that one. I Just in case season, season five four. does pull that same crap where you're like, who's that guy supposed yeah, to be at the know, end of the know, you know, know. season? Um, Maintaining but, its um, quality, though, season five? Season five, for sure. It feels like they're back in the groove because season four is definitely a different flavor of Fargo. Yeah. It's more of a crime family. Um, right. Multiple crime gangs and families feuding with each other in Kansas or something. Um, it is in and, Kansas, yeah. And it's basically like there's a, there's a couple. I think Jesse Buckley is like one of the people that are from the Fargo area um, that talks like that. Um, okay. So it's pretty much like a Kansas story, but it involves people that are from Fargo at one point. I don't know, but it, it's really good. It's just not, it's not what I think of when I think of Fargo. I think of like small, small town, random family gets mixed up in something stakes. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. there, it's just mishaps happening one after another. Um, and some are hilarious and some are tragic and some are gruesome, you know, and, and they, they, they right away in episode one and two, it's, it's like episode two is like picking up the pieces of the mess that was left in episode one, because episode one is like, things what is happening? Right? Quick. Things are happening yeah. and, and an alarming rate, Juno Temple is like the lead in the show this yeah. year. Um, she plays like Kate Keeley or whatever and Ted Lasso. Um, and she's like. I don't know. She gets in a predicament and just the way that she tries to get out of it and stuff is uh, it's pretty comical. It's pretty funny. Um, and it's ingenious in a way, too, like because she's like a suburban or not even suburban because it's like a smaller town than that. Uh, <laughs> um, but like she's like, a you know, just a mom or whatever. Um, and she's uh, like doing all this stuff that you wouldn't think anybody from a small town like that would do. Um, so it's kind of like that type of series of mishaps, like that just kind of unfold. And episode two is like involving the players behind what happened to her. Uh, like John Hamm is an episode shows up in episode two with Pierce Nips, which I didn't. That's the biggest surprise of the whole season. <laughs> he stands up so out of the hot tub. John like, Hamm, we learned, is is, John Hamm's not above anything. We've no, learned. he has no shame. Yeah. None yeah. at all. He doesn't care. <laughs> uh, who else is in it? Joe Curie's in it. Who plays? Um, yeah. Uh, the guy with the hair from Stranger Things. Stranger Things, right? I forget his character name already. It's been so long since I He's last kinda saw like it. He's kind of like the token boyfriend at first, and it ends up being like one of the more lovable characters in that series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was supposed to like die at the end of that uh, season, I think. And, yeah, but and... he ends up being like, all right, I like yeah. this dude a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, who else is in it? He kind of plays like a, uh, like a commander to John Hamm. He, he's like a second whatever. He reports to John Hamm's character, who's like, like a, a deputy or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's kind of like inept, and he's got like an alpha, whatever you want to call it, male alpha male complex. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of an idiot. Um, yeah, the then trailer these... showed him yelling something about how great he is, or something like that. So yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Um, who else is in it? Damn, I can't even remember, man. I can't even remember who plays 
like I feel like I should recognize the guy who plays Juno Temple's husband, but I don't I don't feel like I recognize him at all. Um, just his voice sounds so familiar. Um, I'm trying to remember who else is in it. But anyway, it's off to a great start. Only two episodes out so far. Um, but I have a feeling it's going to be J- Jennifer Jason Lee. She plays the uh, mother-in-law, right. mother-in-law yeah. to you know, Temple. And uh, Lamorne Morris plays a sheriff or a trooper, a state trooper, that happens to be in the kerfuffle that happens with Juno Temple's character. Um, okay. And then you have, uh, I don't know how to say her name, Richa Morjani. She was in Never Have I Ever, which I actually like that show. Hmm. Um, it's, it's a pretty funny show. And uh, so it's cool to see her cross over into other stuff. Like, that's more mainstream. Uh, Dave Foley also plays a, an attorney. Lorraine's attorney. Oh, that's, uh, that's Jennifer Jason Lee's attorney. Um, he's got like an eye patch for some reason Man, too. Dave Foley. <laughs> I love that guy. Love that yeah. guy so much. Um, Even in some of these little bit roles on sitcoms, like he plays yeah. a psychiatrist uh, in King of Queens that Doug has to go see, and then Carrie starts to like tell him things he wants. She yeah. wants Doug to work on. You know, uh, he narrates all of so dark, dark Side of Comedy. He does the narration for all that. He does. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and he also he's great, just, man. I like him a lot. I, yeah, I love him a lot. Dry, and he's like a dry he's still like a good resource to interview about. Like uh, they just covered Phil Hartman a couple weeks ago, oh, and he still gets broken up about that when he talks about him because he was the one that read the letter on news radio uh, from oh, Phil Hartman's I character, and he's like crying for real and stuff, yeah. and like just it, and he's still broken up about it in interviews and stuff, and and yeah, because it's tragic and so like needless. Um, his shitty wife. Um, God I mean, damn, dude. That was just, yeah. oh, man, that's just terrible. Yeah. Coward ass. Honestly, that sounds like the beginning of a Fargo episode, like some horrible murder. Like, why did that happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'm looking yeah, forward to it. interesting. It doesn't really start with like a, there's something brutal happening in the first five minutes of the show. It's kind of like picks up from actually something happens at the beginning of the episode that's kind of funny. Okay. That Juno Temple gets in trouble for, and then she gets out of trouble, but then she gets into a whole other. Shitstorm of trouble right after that. Whole so. other kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah, it's a kerfuffle. Yeah, There's lots of shenanigans going on. And I'm looking forward to. It. I I loved Billy Billy Bob Thornton and his season. I really loved what Ewan McGregor did with his two characters and his. So like I. Dude, yeah, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead was like a force in that that season. Man, I loved her. So that. good. Yes, she's great. Yeah. Um, the other thing I, I don't know if it's new enough, but I'm just gonna call it new. Um, there's a um, the new Trolls Band Together movie. Yeah, there was also as far as like, like a week, I think. I don't know. It's still there. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like a Thanksgiving holiday movie, and alongside stuff like Napoleon was one of the other ones, of course. And then I think also last week was the new Hunger Games spinoff. The the yeah. prequel. The pre- uh, I've never been a diehard, so I didn't. I haven't seen that yet. So my wife and son are super into it. They've read the book, The Ballad of Oh, okay, Birds and Song Song Snakes. And, I don't snakes and. <sighs> Harry Potter's song, better. Song, songbirds. I don't know. The ballad of Harry Potter being better. <laughs> Ooh, you're right. I mean, they're totally different um, things, obviously. They're but, incredibly <laughs> different. Um, anyway, I'll probably see that uh, on the way back from our from our night away. She wants to. That's like the only movie out that she's interested in seeing. So we'll go see that. She's gotcha. she's a super fan. Um, so I'll see that, and I'll let you guys know if it's worth your time. As a non Hunger Games mega fan, like I liked the movies fine. You know they were they had yeah. good moments. I I, re- I liked one. I really liked two until the ending, and then uh, three was fine. And then part three two, I don't I don't even think parts. I finished it. Yeah, I don't even think I finished yeah. part two. Um, I think it, I was more interested but, just because I had book readers beside me filling in a lot of gaps for me. I was like, oh, oh that definitely helps. Uh, you know what I have <laughs> always loved about? Um, I guess I should say I loved it about 
well, I don't know if he directed all four of the main ones with J-Law. Um, but uh, Francis, Francis Lawrence, unrelated, was the director for at least, at least I know he did Catching Fire and Mockingjay Part 1. Okay. And every movie he directs, he did Red Sparrow 2 with Jennifer Lawrence. Um, the cinematography is just unbelievable. It's just, it looks so mm, gorgeous. You can tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it, I think he did the the prequel too. So um, okay. you can just tell in the trailers, like, look at that shot. Like, that looks yeah. so good. Uh, yeah. But it's just the story stuff is where it doesn't really mesh for me. Um, yeah, but, it'll um, be interesting. Um, of course, in the main villain from the, the trilogy, it's, he's somehow at this i don't know exactly how but he's at the center of the story i don't know if he's the hero if he's the villain if he's is not that the really either snow or whatever snow president snow it's like, it's, this is like young snow right it's like a young snow and he's at the center of the story i don't know if he's supposed to be if you're supposed to empathize with him if it's like his hmm. turn to the dark side i, I have no yeah. idea i don't know what i think they about. left it open for more movies is what i remember reading okay. um, which is kind of like go figure like you can't yeah, just as far as like as far as like the young, young adult fiction um post-apocalyptic type stories go like it's not the worst one it's way better than the divergent movies or maze runner yeah uh and the maze runner movies so like i like the first maze runner quite a bit Mm -hmm. and then as soon as i heard the sequels were bad i was like well yeah Yeah. (laughs) that adds up (laughs) yeah so so we'll probably see that but we did go see i took all the kids to see trolls and my my mom wanted to go too so we went to see trolls band together listen uh it's a dreamworks trolls movie it's exactly what the other two were. You could you can make an argument it's not as good because the first one was the most original one and kind of caught you off guard with these stupid little long-haired dolls actually having some personality and being fun and doing yeah. some creative things with music. And then the second one doing some, I thought, relatively creative things with all the different genres of music and the way that they make oh, work yeah, that yeah. into the storyline. Now that you say that, I'm remembering that. And they yeah. have all the different, str- like each string represents like classical or rock or country or whatever. So like, all right. And it was fun. They had they did a good job with cameos and music. And it's kind of like, I think of it like pitch perfect. Like those aren't the best movies, but they're a good time. If you're there, if you have a lighthearted enough approach to it, it's like, it's fine. It's just fun. Fine. They're, they're yeah. singing, they're dancing the trolls movies and it's not just because anna, anna kendrick is involved with both but they're they're just kind of fun if you approach with that light-hearted sense of like let me just see something goofy and silly that's exactly what you get and mm-hmm. uh all i know is i chuckled at least a handful of times probably because my kids were there and i was laughing with them but they thought it was amazing they all loved it so whatever yeah. whatever it, it is what it is it's not something that i had any need to go see in the first place nor will i need to rewatch. but i also didn't hate it it's and I guess that's what you could say about a lot of DreamWorks or maybe more specifically Illumination. Yeah, Illumination is the one that's like the devil of uh, animation <laughs> studios. No, that's not. not but how DreamWorks them, has made some good stuff, of course. I love the How definitely. to Train Dragon movies. I love the. Are they responsible yeah, for really, the Puss in Boots one? The Puss in Boots. Wish. Last Wish was great. I like the Kung Fu Panda movies a lot. So, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway, I liked it. It's definitely not worth seeing unless you have kids. In my opinion. Well, too late. I saw it and I didn't I don't have kids. Uh so it was I didn't know it was already streaming, so I watched it on um whatever it's on, Peacock. Like Peacock probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think it started streaming like immediately a week after it came out. Um Okay. Yeah. And it's on they're only gonna do they have a deal with Netflix, I think. Oh, okay. Where they're like, Hey, we're gonna stream it for a few months and then Netflix will get it. I'm like, Okay, gotcha. weird deal for a trolls movie, but okay. Um but anyway, I actually like um this isn't going to say a lot. This does not say a lot. Trust me. I like this the most out of the three. Yeah. But not by a lot. It's just the yeah. fact that all of a lot of the self-referential like meta jokes about boy bands. I totally so understood. 
yeah. I totally got him. I was because I was there for that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so like when he's making jokes about being a baby, uh, when uh, Justin Timberlake's character being a baby when he was in the band, he was the youngest. <laughs> he was the youngest in NSYNC. He was like fourteen or fifteen when he joined. So, uh, yeah. like I understood all of those jokes and like how, um, I don't know how they fell apart and stuff like that, and how he even bust, bust out an NSYNC song in the middle of one of the jukebox uh, musical numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that was like a big deal. Like, oh my god, <laughs> he's singing a song from his past. <laughs> Um, my oldest, I, yeah, I always I liked liked Baby Diamond the best. I think Keenan Thompson had a blast doing Baby Diamond yeah. again. Yeah, and when they, when he brings out this like, um, one of those like, uh, what are they called? Like these pop rings or sucker rings or whatever. Like these ring pops that have like a sucker on them. Have you seen those? They they like a little plastic ring and it has like a yeah, like a little diamond. Pops, yeah. Lo- yeah, ring pop. And he brings it out as if it's he's taking a hit. Yeah, or something like that. I and need the like, thing. Don't wave that thing around, man. So like, <laughs> my oldest son and I really got a kick out of that. So little I like little Anna like, Kendrick just kind of being, um, I don't know, just her general character's like attitude towards things. Um, just kind of being I'm not care- kind of carefree and stuff, but like in a Very cute, positive. funny way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, it was. I mean, the music was sung pretty good uh there were some auto-tune moments that i was like you didn't need to do that at all they could sing fine unless that was like the singer's thing like because i think troy savan was one of the voices and he does do some kind of auto-tune-y things yeah yeah um but every now and then i hear a pitch correction i'm like you didn't need to do you they already sing what are you doing um it just bothers me in pop music when i hear that um but yeah this this one does it and i think it sounds like the movie wish does it too where it's like why did you pitch correct this to death beauty and the beast live action one is pitch corrected to death like emma watson really pay attention that closely i didn't know that okay it's it's only because you know uh at that point i'm in the studio a lot and i just noticed (laughs) these things where i'm like that sounds so unnatural interesting um anyway uh i am seeing i'm still seeing wish I haven't seen it, but it's just based on what I've heard. I've heard about the music is like, eh, uh, anime and animation style, and the fact that it's like a, it's kind of like a trolls movie where they're like advertising a bunch of other stuff, and you're like, is this a commercial or a movie? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, so I'm still seeing Wish because it's, I it's time of year where it's kind of like Oscars buzz are heating up. Let's see the animated and ones. I'm seeing all the animated stuff that could potentially be nominated. Uh, just like I'm seeing all the movies that could potentially be nominated. I gotta see. I gotta see them all, pal. <laughs> I got to see them all, pal. This is my third year uh, doing what's called the Oscars death race, where you watch literally everything that's nominated. It's called the so death I'm, race. Yeah. And so I try to, there's even a website for it. I think the so guy you're trying to get a head start is, on what you think will be nominated. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. last year I did it and I only had like two missing until oh January. So last year I had two missing and it were, of course they were like the foreign language movies. <laughs> I was like, of course of I could see those. Yeah. They, they only played in like Germany until you nominated them. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, but uh, yeah, I try to pay attention to betting odds and stuff to okay. to, to to track that basically. Yeah, this one, uh, the trolls. None of the trolls movies stand out to me. The first one did. I thought, oh, that was surprisingly good. That's that's all I, I think that one even got nominated one. for best. And I was like, this is a lot of fun, and I liked the cast. And boy, this movie really kind of worked. And then the next two, I think, were. Equally fun. And no, it got to- nominated totally- for best original song, which it did have because "Can't Stop the Feeling" is a banger. That's a banger yes. song. Yeah. Super fun song. All yeah. all their songs, the openings of all their movies are a good time, and I like all their mashups. They do a ton of really fun mashups with their music. It's a good. It's all good. A good time. They're just kind of harmless. They're not like going to change very, your life. Very they're also harmless, harmless yeah. movies. They're just like they're for fun. 
do whatever. Everyone can enjoy them. Um, I strangely my mom, my have mom more... was laughing. My kids were laughing. Like, it was oh, like, nice. all right, that was fun. You know, I think my right. mom would enjoy this too, actually. Um, yeah. uh, strangely, I don't know, something that feels less harmless, harmful, whatever, uh, about <laughs> less harmful about these Trolls movies and the DreamWorks movies in general than uh, something from Illumination. I don't know what it is. Mm. It's like the language that these Minions movies and whatever speak <laughs> is just so juvenile and for infants that I'm like, you're not even trying. Like, you're just emoji movie. You're not even trying. Uh, <laughs> but I feel I do, I do feel like there's a little more effort and care put into things like Trolls. Um, yeah, not, there, not a lot, but still. There's a there's a cleverness in the writing that I have to get the credit for. Like it's yeah, a little more clever yeah. than than a lot of other. We've stuff. already anyway, talked it, a lot about this movie. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it's good. It's fine. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's, <laughs> harmless is the best way to describe it. Hey, let me tell you real quick what I overspent on with this Steam sale. Talking about video games again, real quick. Oh, nice. Um, so I finally pulled the trigger on the Assassin's Creed bundle. I see it go up for sale a lot, where they'll put a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed games into one big bundle, <clears throat> and um, and you can get a basically a whole bunch of gaming if you ever want to revisit them for not very much per game. So this one, I, I think this might've been the first time I remember seeing it include Valhalla. Uh-huh. Obviously it doesn't include Mirage cause that's too new. You still have to buy that separately. Um, but it includes 14 of the mainline games, including the director's cut of the first game, then Assassin's Creed two brotherhood revelation three, the remastered edition of three, uh, and then black flag freedom cry, there was a Liberty one, uh, Liberation, which I never played Liberation, actually. Um, and then Unity, Rogue, Syndicate, Origin, Odyssey, Valhalla. I'm sure I'm missing a couple. But it's got 14 of these that's, Assassin's Creed games for 100 bucks. insane, dude. Oh, my god! So I was just doing the math on it. I was like, if I bought each of these separately, even if I thought, hey, 15, 20 bucks, that's not too bad for each of these, I'd be spending three times as much easily. So... It was a good deal. It's hard to say no to. Now I've got them all in my Steam library, which is cool. Um, so I, at some point in the future, part of me wants to go back and just revisit a whole bunch of these Assassin's Creed games. Maybe not play them all all the way through again, but just kind of revisit a bunch of them uh, at some point. And then I actually did get some games that I didn't play yet, uh, some smaller games. So outside of that, I spent maybe like 39 bucks or something like that. So that was a lot. The Assassin's Creed games were a lot. Uh, and then I, I bought... Um, uh, this game called the Hong Kong Massacre, which kind of looks like um, Hotline Miami, but different setting and a little more realistic, a little more like 12 minutes type of visuals. Um, it doesn't have the best reviews. Like the reviews are somewhere in like the 70%, but it does look like a lot of fun and it was pretty cheap. And that was in a bundle with a game called Ruiner, <laughs> which is a hilarious title. That's a Devolver title for you. <laughs> it's a Devolver title. It's I think it's a Devolver game, right? And so it's a... I haven't played it before. It's a cyberpunk action, kind of isometric action game. I've owned it, but I bought it... Every time I buy an older game, I'm like, I'll play it eventually, and I just never do. Um, yeah, so you have it in your library. Yeah, there. I do. I haven't touched it yet. Yeah, it came out, I want to say, like four years ago, and it goes apparently goes on sale pretty regularly. So I've got that ready to go. Two others I haven't tried yet that I got from this year that I'm excited to try just so I can be annoying about them at the game of the year. Um, Gravity Circuit, which has really good reviews. It kind of looks like Mega Man, but very melee-focused instead of shooting a gun. But it looks a lot like the NES Mega Man games. And then Vernal Edge, which looks super cool. Kind of has Owlboy-style pixelated graphics. Another kind of side-scrolling Metroidvania looking game so vernal edge looks really good and then two vampire survivor likes one called 20 minutes till dawn which i have not tried yet 
but I'm looking forward to playing that. And then Death Must Die, which I did play actually more than I thought I would today. And it is a vampire survivor-like, but it's very kind of medieval fantasy setting. And you have you get a whole bunch of uh, class uh, characters that have different classes that you can unlock over time. You can actually uh, equip different gear, including armor and swords and stuff like that. Uh, so you can upgrade your character sort of over time. Um, and you also can actually hit a button to attack if you want, or you can toggle on auto attack like Vampire oh, nice. Survivor mode. So you can do one or the other and you move faster when you're not attacking. So you can turn off auto attack as things clear a little bit and kind of move faster to collect things and then turn auto attack back on and start attacking again. So little things like that I thought were nice upgrades. Um, and I think Death Must Die is awesome. It's really, really good. So I'm really enjoying that one. Um, Death so that's Must what I, Die. Death Must Die. That's a great um, name. And so all these different like... Uh, I don't know what, what mythology specifically it's supposed to be, but it's some sort of mythology where these other gods are helping you. They 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 will pop in to give you power-ups when you level up. Oh, that's cool. Because um, they want death taken down. Like, they're mad at death for whatever reason, too. So, and it's But it's got a little bit of a Hades vibe to it, the way other gods are helping you. Um, and then even the, even the base that you I go back to. I am buying this. It's so cheap. Yeah, even the base that you go back to has a little bit of Hades vibe to it because you you unlock a treasure chest where you can kind of share items between characters and you unlock a little shop where you can use the money you collect to buy things. So it's got a bit of a Hades vampire survivors combo going on. I really I really like it. It's really cool. So fun. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm buying it right now. I thought this was like an older game. Uh, So like. I just saw the titles you shared in our chat, and I was like, yeah, these all look older. Um, I didn't know this one just came out, and it's like a $7 game. Um, yeah, I think it was this out last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. recent. Um, no, or at least like if it wasn't early fun. access, then it's, it's at least 1.0 now. But anyway, it says the yeah, release. Still, it still says early access, but, but early access uh, happened two weeks ago. Yeah, it's ago. a good time. Uh, I was read some of the user reviews. Not that I needed to. It's so cheap right now. Isn't it less than 5 bucks right now? Or is it seven bucks right now? What is it? Yeah, it's still seven, like six okay. ninety nine. Yeah. Um, some of the user reviews said things like, "There's a lot of vampire survivor likes out there that people are putting out, and this one actually improves on the formula." I was like, "Oh!" Wow. As soon as I saw someone give that review after playing it for a long time, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it." So yeah. Um, did you buy anything on the sale? Are you? Did I you did. Uh, I'm checking. Hold on, I gotta check my account purchase history. Uh, okay. I only bought. Well, it looks like I only bought four games. Okay. So I bought. I I got I got a gift card for my birthday uh, the other day, and um, so I was able to buy. I was able to swing one of those costlier games, a couple costlier games that only had like a ten percent off or whatever. Um, Wandering Sword and Wizard with a Gun. Ooh, what's Wandering Sword down to? Uh, it was down to like thirty something. Because it's, Hold it's on forty, right? It was a little pricey. Yeah. So it was like. 22 down to 21.99 um so i went it, ahead and got what that was it originally wizard, was it was it 30 and now 40 it's i think i i think 40 I think it's, too, it's, it's too much i know that i remember thinking it was too expensive yeah oh it's 25 usually so it was a 12 percent off game um <laughs> wizard with a gun is i think it's around the same price actually like 20 dollars. okay um but it's usually 25 so I, I just used my gift card and i only had to pay like 11 bucks gotcha um but anyway, Wandering Sword is kind of, um, you can tell that it's uh, it's kind of like the game that you were talking about earlier, the Ninja Isen one, yeah, where English is clearly not the first language. Uh, yeah, I remember that, they that work from the in. demo. Yeah, I was like, all right, um, almost got it. But also, you can kind of feel that in the gameplay that they're not a AAA 
developer whatsoever. Okay. Because um, it's just a little, there's something like lacking in the fluidity of the gameplay where I'm kind of like, at least in how they map the game, uh, the controller um, buttons, where you have to press like left bumper and X or A or whatever to select your attack. And it's not always responsive. This is like the grid turn-based one, sort of. Right? Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah it, it was a little clunky. I remember that. It's still clunky, unfortunately, even with controller support, um, which they didn't enable at launch. They, you know, everybody kind of made a big stink about it. And they're like, fine, we'll patch it sooner than later. And they did. So I got to give them credit for that. But it's still only partial controller support because uh, I don't think it's where they want it to be. So they only labeled it partial controller support. Gotcha. Um, so because it was kind of clunky in that area um, and in other areas, even going up to a person and going to chat with them, like you first you walk up to them, you select the person and then you select chat. And then if you're done with them, you have to like actually press B to walk away from them. It's so weird. Yeah, that's tedious, man. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of people to talk to. Um, I've seen other games that do that too. It's like, don't, don't make me do this. It's just yeah. from the clunky nature of it. And now like, I don't know, those games are usually those type of grid based turn, turn based, uh, grid oriented turn based games are not usually my cup of tea. Uh, I just went ahead and uninstalled it and got a refund for it. Cause I was like, you know what? It's these usually aren't for me anyway, so it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that I kind of quit this one after a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's unfortunate, but oh well, I tried. Um, and then Wizard of the Gun, I haven't even touched it yet. But the other ones I got um, are were for less than ten dollars. They were like nine something. Nice. Um, I got Division Two, uh, which apparently I never had on Steam. I only had it. Yeah, that was down to like eight or nine. Horrible. Bucks. Yeah, and and regular price is only like twenty bucks normally, but that's because they want to charge you for uh, the New York whatever it's called dlc thanks ubisoft expansion yeah um but uh yeah i only had it through Uplay before uh which is terrible um and uh, <laughs> so i'm kind of glad i got it uh because sometimes i do have the itch to play go back into something like the division 2 i'm not going to play that mobile game sorry um but uh <laughs> whenever that comes out heartlands or whatever it is uh-huh it looks like oh this looks like a division game i can't believe they got it to work on a phone why aren't you putting it on a console like it doesn't make any sense to me it's so freaking crazy um, but anyway, uh, I, I've always liked the division one and two. Like I put so many hours into those games. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I got to the very last boss in the last expansion and he was so, he was so, it was, it's a lot of fun, dude. And the maps are really cool. Um, um, there's a lot more greenery, let's put it that way. And very, it's my, a lot more wide open. Um, okay. but the, the final boss was like so freaking tough. Mm. Uh, and I tried him. This is this is one where I was like tenacious with this one. I was like eight times or whatever. I tried him and I just kept getting obliterated. Are you a Souls game player over here. <laughs> <laughs> At least eight times, and then I just quit. That's and I felt so bad because I was in a session with the uh, strangers, yeah. uh, but I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm getting too mad. Like I'm yes, getting a lot so... of division battles. Feels like man, it looks so realistic at times. Yeah, and, but then it's like a bullet sponge of a human being on the other side that you're. Yeah. Shooting. And that wasn't so much if I could have just focused on shooting and killing him. Cool. But it's the fact that you have to like constantly run upstairs and then run downstairs. Like it's one of those final boss fights. You have to uh, uh, protect multiple areas of. Yeah. At the same time that you're fighting. I gotcha. And it's yeah. so stupid. Uh, it was just maybe they patched it by now. But I just remember rage quitting and being like, I did all that work for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even beat this guy with four people. It's crazy. Jeez. Uh, and even to get that far resulted in two people dropping off uh, right before the final boss because they were like, this is so frustratingly difficult. Um, and it wouldn't have been possible with just one person. It's just there's so many enemies from different angles. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, I do love that game. 
Uh, the other game I got that was like ten bucks was like Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I think. I, oh, I, nice! I never yeah. owned it, so. Okay. Um, you know, I only. Got I've those thought about grabbing some Microsoft games on Steam every once in a while. Yeah. Um, like I've almost gotten Sea of Thieves a couple of times. Yeah. Um, just because it'd be nice to have on Steam to be able to play on the Steam Deck without trying to do the X Cloud thing, which. Yeah, exactly. This is not yeah. super consistent, but um, but yeah. Have... Normally, I'm like, why am I buying an Xbox game because it's on Game Pass? But now, you know, if if the last year or so has taught us anything, it's like, well, developers don't really care about keeping things on a streaming platform. Dude, yeah, it's, same it's thing almost, with studios. It's you know? almost yeah, it's almost like movie stuff. Like yeah, if you're kind of like, oh, cool, I have Netflix. That means I forever have access to this thing. Nah, not necessarily. Like in some cases, maybe, but uh, not 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 in everything. I wanted to read off a couple of uh, sales that I think are notable that jumped out to me. So get out your pens and pencils, kids, if you want to save some money. There's some really incredible deals right now of stuff that either I already own elsewhere. Yeah, I, that's the problem I is I own a lot of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of yeah. like, ah, man, this isn't really for uh, me. But if, but if you're like me and Kyle, you like a good simulator game, Thief Simulator is two bucks. That's kind of fun and stupid and silly. Mirror's Edge is also two bucks, which... It's actually a surprisingly fun little revisit. It's old, but it's a it's a it's a decent game. Um, Lost in Random, which I think Jeff, you and I talked about a year or two ago when that came out. Um, three bucks for that one. Wow. Um, hang on, let me try, I'm trying to go quick here. There's a whole bunch. I'm just going to skip through. Oh, her story is one dollar on Steam. You can get it for ninety nine cents. And I know it's probably cheap on the phone as well. Maybe it's not that expensive elsewhere. Uh, let's keep going here. No one cares about that or that. <laughs> a couple of the Metro um, games are really cheap. They're, you can actually get like all the Metro games, I think, for pretty cheap. So go check those out. Um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, nine bucks. Um, there's a Lemmings like called Zombie Night Terror that I talked about a long time ago. Called it's called Zombie Night Terror, and it's down to a buck thirty. Um, let's see, Sniper Elite Four is six dollars. That one's a lot of fun. Hellblade Send You a Sacrifice. For four dollars fifty cents. Uh, let's see, Tales of Berseria, five bucks. Deus Ex: Human Revolution for three dollars. Oh yeah, I got that on a sale a long Incredible time ago. Game. Yeah, yeah, really, really great game. Um, Limbo is a dollar. You can get it for ninety nine cents. <laughs> Outline Man Twos two dollars. Uh, Talos Principle One is three dollars. It, it is wild that games that as big as Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Gotham Knights are eighty percent off. That is just insane. Not crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some Battlefield Those are games good are games cheap. too. I mean, they're not amazing, but they're really good. Yep. Um, Battlefield One and Battlefield Four are both lower than they've ever been, according to SteamDB.info, which is a really fun site, by the way. If you oh, that's cool. Game. I didn't. I didn't know that existed. It'll give you like a little new historical low on its sale, like if it's. Like if it's lower than it's ever been. Um, so Dishonored 2 is down to three bucks. Prey is down to three bucks. Uh, Alice Madness Returns is two bucks. Um, okay, let's keep going here. Some of these are worth highlighting for sure. Back for Blood, nine dollars. Oh, that's one. a good one. That's a really good one. That's well worth nine dollars. Yep. Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for ten bucks, just under ten bucks. Wow, that's. <laughs> That's so worth ten dollars. That is exactly the price. Think about it's worth. what that game is. It is a yes, yeah. it's an uncharted level of cinematic yeah. single player goodness. Like it's really, really good. Like actually, if they had sold that game for thirty dollars at launch, I would have been like, oh. guys, this is a game of the year. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, if you I think, think of the right. price to quality ratio, it's like I think you're right. That's so good. Uh yep. yeah, that's X- XCOM two for six dollars, Injustice Two for five, Middle Earth Shadow of War for seven fifty. Oh my God, that's such a good game! Come on, man. 
I know. Um, the all-time low for that's five, but that's still pretty good for seven fifty. Sid Meier's Civilization Six is six dollars. Titanfall Two for four fifty. Huh? That's that's four fifty. That's one dollar uh, per hour of the campaign. That's good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a, a way out if you've got a buddy to play with. It's actually surprisingly good little game. Oh man, that uh, game's awesome. I played that like three times. Uh, that's for four dollars and fifty cents. So for nine bucks, you can get two copies of it and play it with the buddy. That's fun. By the way, every time I've lost as the other guy at the end of the game, every single time <laughs> I lost, I played with Derek and I lost. <laughs> um, I told him I let him win, but Derek, if you're listening, which I know you're not, you, I didn't let you win. You won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same um, here. Kyle kicked my ass. <laughs> and then last two all highlight were are a dollar each left for dead two and portal two, two classics for a dollar each. Those. There's, and there's a whole bunch more so if you go to steam db which by the way is a lot of fun just to see like the number of people playing stuff and what the peak was like i, I like it for stats and info but it's really good at, at spotting sales instead of going to the to the steam store which is fun to go to the steam store and see what they highlight for you but it can be hard to really just get a good solid list of stuff this gives you a great list and you can organize it and filter it by whatever you want uh, on steam db.info so really good time i freaking love a, a good steam sale man so i i know i already spent over 100 bucks but i might not be done we'll see i might be able to hold off until the next sale uh we'll see we'll see sometimes i just like having these things that are super cheap in my library for later yeah like me too like i mean look at look at the current <sighs> period that we're in where i'm i mean you know i, I know people on the podcast uh, on our podcast will disagree with me about like well, it's, we're kind of, kind of a lull, but like, I mean, that's how I feel about my library currently. Is like, Oof. I feel like firing up Division Two, even though I have all these yeah. other games I could be playing instead, uh, yep. just because it's like a comfort food type of game uh, for me. Um, Dude, this is that time of year. We actually talked about this in our chat, where it's like, I don't know what it is about holidays. Yeah, but like Kyle jumped back into um, Elder Scrolls Online. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. They just had a, like a DLC or something come but out. He yeah. was like, "Yeah, why not? Because I don't care about my time, I guess, and I don't want to yeah. finish all these other awesome <laughs> games." And yeah. uh, and for you, you, you're saying Division Two, and I'm sure there's others, it could right? Be for that. you, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I'm the same way. Like I'll jump back into something that's just super familiar that I can just not really think and just play it again, whether it's a replay of a single player game or I really love Star Wars: The Old Republic, that MMO, which by the way is free to play. And Whoa. yes, they do hit you a lot with, hey, subscribe to get this perk, to get this perk. But you can play, I'm not exaggerating, Bioware fans. You can play a full-on Bioware Star Wars experience. I'm not saying the story is as good as Knights of the Old Republic. I'm not saying that. But it is very good. And each class has its own unique storyline. Tons of planets to explore. And it's free. It's crazy. That game is crazy. Even just talking about it, I might go play it again. Um, I have problems. All right. Uh... So lots of lots of good stuff, of course, on the Steam sale, and it's not just Steam. Like I know Switch has a bunch of great sales in the eShop. Uh, Sony has some great sales going on as well. So um, yeah, now's the time to go waste all that money. Definitely. All right, let's go over a couple of uh, headlines, and then we'll see if we have time to do a video game personality quiz together to see what you and I combine as uh, with the personality quiz. Okay. We haven't um, done any. We haven't done quick hits yet, right? We haven't. No. Yeah, we'll do okay, those too. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of dipped into them a little bit, but um, all right. Yeah, we so, dipped our toes. We gave a preview of sorts. Just a little taste. Uh, Starfield added a, a new update that finally adds DLSS support on PC, which I know, if you're not a Xbox fan or a Starfield fan, you're like, 
this is why it was trash. It's like, all right, fair enough. Like they, sh- yes, it would be great if they would have had this. Oh, that someone... thing they should have had at launch. Also, I stopped <laughs> playing it two months later. As Nobody someone who anymore. played it on PC, yeah. I would have liked that, but I didn't find that it was ugly or had trouble. So that, that was, was the main thing you played on. You didn't play on anything yeah. else. I just played okay. on PC. The whole okay, cool. And you beat it. That's I beat cool. it. Yeah, for like 50 plus hours into it. And just like my experience with a couple other of PC games, like playing through Cyberpunk 2077, I'm still playing that. I'm playing Phantom Liberty. But, um, so good. But yeah. even with a game like that, it's going to have a crash. I told you guys, I've had some weird crashes, some weird bugs from time to time that sometimes I've had to just kind of reboot it and, and do it yeah. again. Starfield it had on consoles too. doesn't matter. Starfield had a couple uh, of those. Yeah. I had a couple of those. There was one, you know, mission that wouldn't finish. I had to reload and re re kill a bunch of enemies. Starfield had it in my five but, hours I had with Starfield. I had uh, like two crashes. So like it's yeah yeah, it's 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 to be. It expected. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's uh, on PC, which you can. It's up to the PC gamer to actually yeah. uh, modify the settings, or if it's on console, which you can't really modify the settings right. at all. It's gonna. I will happen. say this: <laughs> seeing that they've added DLSS. Gosh, I don't, I don't see that I would make time for this right now. But I could see myself over the next month or two, reinstalling it and just trying some more new game, new game plus. Without spoiling what it is, their new oh, that's game right. Plus I forgot is, about the new game plus thing. New game yeah. plus is super cool. I really yeah. like what they did, and I, I am interested in experiencing it a little bit from this kind of new yeah. angle that they give you a new game plus. Um, so DLSS would be cool to try out there. I might, I might give that a whirl. Um, it's also worth it for like I think you and I do this. Um, and I think Kyle might do it too. When we get close Revisit. to game of the year discussion, we mm-hmm. always go like back into a game for like 30 minutes that we really loved. And we're like, let me just did try I, this. Did I really love this. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm definitely gonna do that with hi-fi rush with resident evil four. Me with, too. I'm actually holding uh, off on uh, hi-fi rush any day. Now I should be, uh, I just need to push. I just need to push myself really at this yeah. point. Um, I need to finish hi-fi rush. Cause I've got like the two levels. Oh, it's um, so fun. And as a, and, as a yeah. musician, I know as someone love who loves music, like you're gonna do it's, it's yeah. a Jeff game. Yeah. It's um, but I want, I want to revisit Hogwarts again, too, because I'm like, in my mind, that do I want to fight for this for best combat? I think I might want to. So, like, at yeah. least like at least give it some shout out there. So I want to go back and play that a little bit, too. Um, yeah. Although I'm sure I'll suck at it because I you know how you get into a rhythm. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. Is with there a new Survivor. game plus on that one? I can't remember if there is or not. Oh, uh, I don't know. There's no way to know. We can't find out. Um, no, I'm never gonna look it up. Also, I guess it would uh, wouldn't matter because we would uh, you pick a different house in your next playthrough. So, oh yeah, yeah. What would yeah. carry over anyway? True. Some gear maybe. I don't know. Uh, Returnal's director is leaving Housemark after 14 years there, so I guess things are falling apart at Sony. Sorry to yeah, hear. Yeah, nobody it, nobody likes uh, Sony anymore. <laughs> uh, Harry Kruger was the director of uh, Returnal. He said he's leaving. The developer after 14 years it didn't sound like anything nefarious it sounded more like he was like hey i loved my time here this has been great see you guys it, like this is kind of blowing my mind that the studio existed for that long because i only know them for returnal so like the fact that they've existed for this long is wild to me oh yeah they did like uh alienation i remember they did the big ps4 launch game that colin from podcast beyond back in the day loved uh ret- no i almost said retro gun what was it called resogun 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 i think yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm looking at their their games right now. I remember I Alienation their, coming out because that was supposed to be like a the Helldivers oh, okay. type game and then it wasn't. Yeah. 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 Um, that sounds familiar. Or it kind of was and it kind of wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He's, he said, no, I don't think there's anything there other than a guy who's moving on to a new career somewhere else. 
Uh, Jet Force Gemini, for those of you who played some N64 back in the day, you'll remember this one. This was a super highly anticipated game that didn't necessarily deliver for most of us. Although back in the 90s, when even early 2000s, when games came out, uh, even if a game was mediocre, we were so excited and we yes. forced ourselves to love it anyway. It was like, this we, game is amazing. We loved singing the praises of mediocrity back then. Oh my God, dude. We yeah, it was a third so person shooter that really is not necessarily something I would say, dude, you got to play it. It's an instant classic. No, no, I don't actually don't think it holds up all that well, but boy, does it bring me back a lot of nostalgic feelings. Even just seeing the cover of that was like, dude, yes, I loved that game. This is not one I ever rented. That's interesting. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I, I remember renting it from blockbuster and then eventually buying a used copy from somewhere uh um, but while we're on uh, n64 my brother just got one from a co-worker uh, and he Ooh. was like i don't have any of the classic ga-. he gave me like a nascar game and something else Ugh. that we never played yeah and so Go i was all the rest i was the games. one that still had the library the physical library from when we were kids and um so i just gave him i gave them all to him uh well for now because i still have my n64 i just never plug it in so i was just like you know what just take it because I'm not going to bother to plug mine in anytime soon. So yeah. just take it for now. Just don't um, save over my game. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I didn't give him my memory card, so he's got to do something. Oh, that's right. I forgot they had memory yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I gave him like uh, every everything you can think. Of. No Mercy, uh, Wayne Gretzky. We love that one. Fighting a lot. Yeah. Uh, no Mercy, or not No Mercy. Uh, NFL Blitz. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, I, we just love spamming tackle. Switch player tackle. Switch player tackle. We just love yes. doing that because you just see so in the background, you just see yes. you just see bodies flying. Uh, while Do you have any Mario opponent, Party games? Those were uh, great. On no, the, uh, the only Mario Party Mario Mario games that I had was a uh, cart, of course, and uh, sixty four. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he was like, he had no Mario games. He he had he was given Zelda games, but we were never a Zelda family. Um, in this house, we don't play Zelda. <laughs> um, if that doesn't if that's not apparent by my current opinion on Zelda, so <laughs> you know, I have a feeling if I grew up with it, I'd be like, guys. I can't stop playing. Yeah, there are only two Zelda games on N64. People don't really like those games that much. It's fine. They don't really like <laughs> Ocarina of Time and Majora's Nobody Mask. Ever talks about Ocarina of Time like ever. Nope. Yeah, it's nope. weird. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> what a good time that's going to be for him to dive back into some of those games. Yeah, I'm sure he still has like the horrible controllers um, mm. instead of some sort of modified third-party unofficial version. Um, but uh, yeah, just going back through those games, like I, uh, he was like, I looked online and all these games are like thirty to fifty dollars now. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I got most of these games, uh, or at least the ones that we didn't have that we always rented for Blockbuster at the time. Yeah. I got them rating a movie trading company ten years ago, and I got them for like five or six dollars. That's awesome. So like, yeah. So like, I I got them like a perfect time, you know, where where movie trading company, um, at which they they're not not a lot of them are open anymore, um. They they had like just a collection of old old games that were super cheap that they uh, sold used. Um, Dude, some of those carts are just so cool, and th- some of them had special designs too. Like yeah, the Pro, didn't Pro Mercy Skater, have a Tony Hawk Pro Skater has a, yeah, that one has a black one. Tony Hawk yeah. Pro Skater Two has a yellow one. Okay, um, yeah. What's the blue Zelda, one? Oh, Zelda World is a, Not Enough has a blue one. That one has a blue one. Zelda has a gold one. Yes, I remember um, that. There was, a, I think, Doom had a red one. We had Doom sixty four. I want to say that one was red, or was that yeah, the Super? Right. No, no, that was the that was N sixty four. Yeah, Doom sixty four is a great game too. Super fun. I love that game. Um, yeah, so much, dude. So many good times on N sixty four. Just reminds yeah. me of like breaking controllers and getting mad at each other for Mario tennis. And stuff. <laughs> Actually, like, uh, I want to say two of my controllers still do the when you if you squeeze a little too hard on the trigger or something, you yeah. hear the like because we have. <laughs> We have grabbed those controllers so tight when the we're mad. The little spring or whatever, the screws yeah, like, it's all broken. Yeah, like you hear it like yeah. 
loosening and like yeah. it's yeah it's bad <laughs> it's a real problem yeah no i actually the other it was actually recently i went and looked at the switch online n64 collection and i was like hey i i'm not giving them enough credit they've put a good library of games on here if you subscribe to the switch online is it all of them no but it's a lot and there's a lot of really good ones um it's funny the n64 was kind of the party console if you were really into multiplayer games or if you were a Nintendo fanboy and had to play Mario and Zelda, like that's where those things lived. But they would have this these random, excellent games by a third party that had no business being that good. And one of them was Ogre Battle '64. The subtitle was uh-huh. a, pers- a person of lordly caliber, which is like one of the best subtitles I've ever heard. Um, amazing RPG game, but no one ever played it because it was on the N64. Yeah. People only had that for GoldenEye and Mario Kart. Whatever. And wrestling, of course, which I don't get mad at people for. So anyway, Jet Force Gemini will be uh, sometime in December hitting the service. And I'll definitely revisit it just to take a look and relive some memories. It is not a must-play if you're going back to play N64 games that you missed. It's not a must-play, but it's a fun nostalgic trip a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Deliver Us Mars is going to be free on Epic Game Store until the 30th. So it's free now. I actually just went and added it to my library so I didn't miss out. Um, but that's to me that's kind of remarkable because it's a, a newish game that is uh, that is hitting that service. So so Deliver Us Mars is free <clears throat> for a few more days. I kind of dropped off that game. It was a little it's a little slow moving. It's a slow burn um, walking yeah. sim, but there are puzzle elements environmentally. Um, but the, the I got to the part I stopped after the, there's a launch that you have to partake in where you were literally pressing buttons at the command of your captain, basically. Mm-hmm. It was like, and check the throttle here, whatever. He's using whatever terms for spaceships. And you have to, like, check the buttons. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, but it took, like, an hour and a half to get there. So it was kind of like, I don't know, man. Um, it's also not, it doesn't feel AAA when you play it. So that's that's ah. kind of thing, too. Like, where yeah. the facial animations and stuff look a little weird. Uh, space yeah. looks a little odd. Uh, so, I mean... <laughs> How do you fuck up space? But uh, <laughs> yeah, especially a game set there, you want to get that right, I guess. But I had I didn't get to Mars yet, so that's the thing. Is like um, that's where you're heading, and I think a majority of the game takes place there. But okay. people that like Deliver Us the Moon, I think if you like that, you're gonna love this. I mean, it's just yeah. more of that. And if you have an Epic account, just go add it to your library. You know, yeah, it's exactly. It, it's it's free to add. Um, the uh, creator of Bayonetta has talked about since he left platinum games that was the news uh, a little while ago but he had this recent video on his youtube channel where he talks about how um he expects them to continue the series he doesn't own the ip bayonetta that's platinum games he expects them to continue and he's just bummed out that he won't be able to fulfill his vision for the series which he said uh was going to be a total of nine episodes slash games nine entries um this whole saga that he had in his mind but he said he's going to take the full saga to the grave with him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they can just figure it out on their own, I guess. <laughs> Whatever the version will be. So, all right. That's cool, man. It just, it, from the, the, the report that I was reading, it sounded like the vibe was more like, oh, that's a bummer. I won't be able to finish that. It didn't, he didn't yeah. sound like he was mad at them. Um, so there you go. Uh, also, we talked about all the different layoffs that have happened this year. One of the companies that went through that was Ascendant Studios after Immortals of Avium underperformed. I didn't realize that apparently its sales were so bad they laid off about half of the staff. I didn't realize it was that bad. It was bad um, in the eyes of doesn't Embracer own them? I thought it was EA. Oh really? Oh, you're right. You're right. It was EA. 
I think it's EA. Uh, so he pointed out that they were just one of many studios that laid off staff this year. And the main reason was that it didn't sell enough copies. And that to me is a major bummer where it's like, yeah. if you don't hit certain benchmarks, people are going to lose their jobs. That I, And I understand it. There's dollars and cents. It's business. I totally understand it. It just sucks that that's the, that's the only thing. If you don't sell enough copies, then you're not going to be able to keep doing more of that thing. So part of me totally gets it. It's very rational. But part of me is like, well, that's not fair. Let them make the next thing. So anyway, I feel both ways. Yeah, it's and that's actually a really good game. Um, it's such a bummer, dude, because the Internet would tell you as soon as you see a headline like this in the comments, it would tell you, well, yeah, the game's not that great. So, of course, it didn't do that well. But it is actually a really fun game if you actually play it. <laughs> I think yeah. it's actually really fun. So I'm just it's saying. better than a lot of games that sell many, many, many copies. So, um, yeah, true. So, yeah, there are worse games that have sold, sold more copies, which is feels imbalanced. But it is what it is. That's the risk of the new IP. Uh, roll of the dice, you know. Um, Cult of the Lamb has announced this new content called Sins of the Flesh, which is a hilarious title for a content update. Uh, it's coming in 2024, no specific release date yet, but they're saying it's going to be packed with new features, stories, and more. So Cult of the Lamb is not dead yet. So there you go. That's cool. And uh, hopefully, well, maybe maybe because Unity backtracks so hard, maybe that's not going to be a problem. Being maybe. Unity. Yeah. 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 I don't know. All right, so let's see here. Let's take a quiz together before we do our quick hits and wrap up. Let's see, which Sweet. quiz should we do? This is a, it's a quiz that you can partake in as well? Yeah, you and I will take it. It's just an online quiz. I just pull up a few, okay, and we'll answer these questions together. All right, let's do... Oh, there was one other. Uh, I brought up Embracer for a reason. Yeah, yeah. They said something yesterday about um, how they're in the early stages of restructuring, meaning more cancellations, more closures, more oh, management buyouts, more layoffs. So just uh, more uh, more reasons to not trust a company called Embracer, uh, I guess. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, it's like I good times, it. good times and good vibes. That's the name of our yeah, company. And then they fire everybody. It's like, oh, you were lying the whole time. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Can you see what oh, video game this. genre are you? Yes, I can. Yeah. All right. So we, you and I are going to end. We work, have to agree. on these Your work laptop together. is confirmed to be better than your other computer. No. I'm okay, kidding. good. Good job, work. Um, all right, so we're going to figure out what kind of video game... You, this is for the current-gen podcast, what type of video game we should be, and you and I are the only ones who are representing it at the moment. So, Okay, so I hope, I hope Kyle and Dan are okay with the choice. Let's, that ag- let's agree on this together. And if we have to do an imaginary Kyle or Dan vote, we can do that too. All right, so pick an animal you want to... Oh, by the way, this is from CBC mm. Kids, I think, so it's very kid-friendly. It's just like going to be picture-focused. A I think. lot of wiener pictures. Um, <laughs> oh, there's more... You get it. You get it. Here, let me see if I can There's zoom more. out a little bit. So we have... So pick an animal you want to be. Sloth, cheetah, dog, mountain goat, monkey, or leopard. Uh, I don't just... know the characteristics of a mountain goat enough to tell you. Okay. Um, nor do I know the differences between a leopard and a cheetah. Can we rule out sloth? Like, it sounds fun to be lazy, but I feel like they're just the easiest. Yeah, to... I want to be a little more productive than that, but I don't want to be like the fastest cat in the freaking... I don't want to be cheetah. No, I might be leaning towards leopard. I feel like they lay around a lot and they're awesome. Are they I mean, the ones that are chill? That are like almost almost like if you if you basically if you were raised around one, they could be a pet. <laughs> are they the ones that are chill? Maybe, maybe I'm not the person <laughs> to on. give you that advice. Um, uh, I'm leaning towards either monkey or leopard. Like, being a dog would be kind of cool, I guess, but you're rolling the dice on if your owner is a 
jerk. So there there are some cats that are. I always mix up cheetah and leopard. So like cheetahs and leopard. Cheetahs and one, chill, one of those two. Really yeah. People. One of those two are the ones that are chill around humans. I think it's cheetahs. I think it's cheetah. Yeah. They're just like, oh, hey, how's it going? I think leopard like, will be in pieces. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, maybe maybe mo- go monkey. Yeah. Maybe you go monkey. I, if I were a dog, I wouldn't be that dog. That dog's too tiny. Yeah. This dog is not a good representation. Right. Of species. Yeah. Maybe monkey. Not that I'd be an alpha dog, but I wouldn't be a small one. That's all I'm saying. And I feel like monkey can do most of what we can do. That's probably why we're like, yeah, well, okay. yeah. Let's let's just go with the one that's closest, I guess. Right, we're going uh, monkey. Evolutionarily, I guess. All right. Your friends describe you as funny, loud, thoughtful, creative, helpful, loving. How do they describe this podcast? Um, uh, loud, possibly. Loud. Uh, I wouldn't say helpful. Uh <laughs> If they have a very specific, that's true, a very specific <laughs> sense of humor, maybe sometimes funny. Yeah. Uh, and maybe overly thoughtful, hence the two hour plus episodes we turn out most weeks. Yes. Yeah, maybe we go with thoughtful for that one. Thoughtful? Yeah. All right, let's do that one. Because we're too talkative. If talkative, not we're, that here, we're we Not that we're considerate of other people's feelings, but uh, it's not that kind of thoughtful. But, we're going uh, thoughtful. We're thinking Picks, a lot, that's for sure. Pick somewhere you would want to go. Amusement park, the pool, water park, Mountains. the beach. Mountains. Island of rabbits or mountain mountains. Sorry, Dan, you're getting outvoted. Mountains. And I think that's just because two of us live there and one of us wants to live there. Yeah, so, exactly. All right, we're going mountains. Uh, I think Dan's more of a. I think I remember him saying something about a beach. Yeah, like they like uh, vacation in Florida and stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or amusement park maybe. Yeah. Um, what do you do in your free time? Hang out with friends, watch television, <laughs> bake cookies. They draw removed pictures. gaming from this. They did. That's funny. Take a walk or sleep. Then it's got to be watch television. That's the closest yeah. thing to what we do. I get, yeah, that's the closest thing. There you go. Lays around somehow. Go and, and yeah. watch television. All right. Pick a candy to eat. Gummy candies, lollipops, chocolate, mint candies, gum, or licorice. Oh, I wouldn't. Well, chocolate, I guess. Out of all yeah, things. chocolate's what I'm kind of leaning towards. It's kind of universal. It's very, like, who, this is a very kid who hates chocolate. Yeah. This is a kid quiz for sure. Yeah, all right. definitely. Pick a companion. Uh, what? What? Ax- oh, axolotl. How would a kid know what that is? Medusa, unicorn, skelekitty, vampire, or zombie? What in the hell? We got to go with zombie, right? Or I mean, a uh, vampire, right? We're <laughs> vampire is the companion. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a better one. Yeah, I think we'd go vampire. Skelekitty, a pet you're scared of. Okay, weird. Yeah, I think we go vampire. Let's go vampire. Axolotl. Axolotl. Oh. Hey. We're an adventure game, Jeff. Oh, that's perfect because those that's my favorite genre. There you go. We like to explore the world and aren't afraid of finding new things. We seek new experiences and are a very bold person. Did they understand the watching TV answer? It doesn't sound like they I did. I don't think they did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we watch TV in our free time, we don't want to explore the world. What, what if it was sleep? Then what would the genre be? Whatever. You hey. like molasses games, the, the ones that are like... Oh my God! Can we go do something now? <laughs> I can't even think of one off the top of my head because I don't play them. Yeah. All right. Well, there have, you go. Like, no we are an adventure game. I'm not confident that Dan and well, Kyle maybe would be okay with it. I'm not sure that Dan would love that. That was yeah. the selection. Uh, whatever. We did the best we could. Okay. We did the best we could. All right. Let's talk about some quick hits and then let's get out of here for this holiday edition of our podcast. Jeff, why don't you go first? What are some other things you're playing or watching that you want to highlight? Boy, let me tell you, I got a bunch of stuff to get off my mind. Um, so the only other game I've been playing, I played the demo first, and I love when the full product is narratively so different from the demo. 
Um, like they just elaborate a lot more and stuff and build out the world, the world way more. Um, yeah. But American Arcadia has shown up as a highly praised 2023 game on the Open Critic. Um, American Arcadia. Yeah, it's on the Open Critic. Uh, it was at least on like the top bar where it's like popular games or whatever okay. uh, for a little bit there because it had just come out like a few weeks ago. And I was like, what is this? This looks interesting. Uh, it's rated like, a, you know, a top critic rating average is 79, but 94% of critics recommend it. Like, so okay. like, that's a, that's a pretty big disparity. It's a uh, out of the blue games. I've never heard of them. Raw Fury published it. I'm, I've heard I'm of familiar Raw Fury. With them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a, a third person platforming ad- adventure game. But there are moments where you switch over to somebody else in your first person. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, the story is like, I really don't want to spoil. You do discover early on why you're running from things very, very early on, like 30 minutes in. Um, but you're on the run from the law of the land in Arcadia. And, um, there's a very good reason for it, but I don't want to give that away because it's fun to discover as you watch things. Oh, unfold. I feel like I saw this in some showcase at some point. In the Maybe last it was year. on a, st- I think that's why I got the demo. It was on like a steam demo thing. Or Maybe. Something. Okay. Okay. Um, but the demo shows you just like the first level up with some missing pieces up into a point and you don't really know why you're running from things. You just know you're on the run. Okay. Um, so like they filled in so many gaps uh, and I'm an hour in and I think it's a four hour, four or five hour game. So it's All a right. short one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool, man. Like it's the aesthetic is like 60s with the oranges and reds and like yellows yeah. um, and the outfit. look. The outfits you're wearing are very 60s. Your boss dresses like Lumberg from Office Space um, <laughs> oh, at the beginning of the game. Lumberg. Uh, and then you don't really That's see him. That's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like some Matrix stuff in there. There's some Truman Show stuff in there. Hey, the visual style looks pretty good in this, man. It's pretty rad. Yeah, it's kind of like, it, cartoony is not the right word. It's definitely like meant to be a little blocky. The characters look a little blocky, kind of like. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, when you switch to first person, it's really cool because you you're the person running along, but you're you're being watched by somebody that's hacking into uh, CCTV feeds. Okay. And sometimes that person that you're playing as the hacker will need to go do something on her floor. Mm. So you'll like take over as her first person and go do something. Um, and that's really cool. And uh, there's so there is that mechanic, though, of being able to take over CCTVs. And you'll use that to go find that's something cool. to raise and lower an elevator lift to open doors to turn on lights to stuff like stuff like that. Um, so you're doing kind of two things at once. Uh, you're moving things a lot like there's a part where i have to move a crane um and i can still control the guy that's running in third person i can still control him using the left stick but i'm using the right stick to move around on the cctv and select different objects to move around um it's really cool man and it's getting like i think steam reviews are like very positive it was 20 dollars, which is i think it's well worth it for that price like if it were 30 i'd be like maybe wait on this um mm. but it's 20 dollars, not on a sale because it just came out um okay yeah, so I'm 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 really digging this one. I might see this one through because it's so short. Um, but that's the only other thing I'm playing. Um, I can breeze through a lot of things I'm watching because it's very easy to do. Uh, a couple of these are very low stakes things. Uh, like I watched the Good Burger two movie because I I when I was younger I liked the Good Burger movie. It's just more of the same. Uh, <laughs> if you're not into Keenan and Kel, you're not gonna like the movie. Uh, so. 
Yeah. Just skip it. Um, that movie was I, from like 20 years ago, right? The first one? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And the, yeah. and the, and the new one takes place after that. And like, yeah. Now, um, I want to call them Keenan and Kel, but even though they're, they have character names. Um, now, Kel's character owns the one good burger in the country, and Keenan um, finds his way back to the restaurant. And they want to be bought out by, like, there's so many people that you'll recognize. Like, Laurel Howery is uh, somebody that wants to buy them out. Jillian Bell shows up as one of the villains. Oh, jeez. You'll recognize so many, so many faces in the movie. It's kind of crazy how many people they got. There's some funny moments in it, though, for sure. I was still, like, laughing, even though it's meant for kids. Um, yeah, it's definitely a kid-friendly one. Yeah, very kid. It's a Nickelodeon movie at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched that. I rewatched Free Solo for some reason. Maybe Jusant got me got, got me in the mood to watch something like that. But that's a really great movie if you haven't watched it. Um, it's it's not about <laughs> it's not about the fan movement to get another Han Solo movie. It's <laughs> for free. No, uh, it's the climbing one, right? Yeah, it's the it's the climbing one about this yeah. guy who uh, climbed Alex Honnold. I think is how you say his last name. Um, He's always kind of done free soloing. Don't get me wrong. That's not whenever free solo climbers do that. Before they do a free solo, they're always climbing with support somehow. Like they're climbing with, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Restraints, whatever you want to call it. Um, so he's doing like a lot of test climbs first. But he wanted to be the first one to climb this uh, this cliff in California in Yellowstone called El Capitan. Mm-hmm. El Capitan. Um and like how they break down the path from the bottom to the top, like they even call certain parts of the cliff like their own name, like oh this is where the trouble cliff is, and this is where the small gap is, and then this is where this, and it's like broken down by meters, and like they, they just they have mathematician the crap out of this climb uh, because so many people have climbed it over the decades. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting to see how their brains work. Like it's kind of like in Jusant, you're like in real time trying to figure out where to, where you're going to put your pipe python whatever they're called pith python whatever the hell it's called yeah you're trying to figure out where you're putting your thing to stab into the rock mm-hmm. um and if you stab it too early you're going to run out of stamina whatever it's kind of like that um and then when he goes and does it does the actual climb because it is about you know him trying to climb without any support by himself not by himself with cameras i guess um going to climb this cliff that's like two thousand. I want to say over 2,500 meters high. Um, it's really high. Uh, feet? Meters. Meters? Feet. One of those two. Well, it's the and height, that, but it's also the difficulty of yeah. how to get yeah, up. Yeah, because you like, can't just I, go straight yeah. up. You have to go yeah. down to go back up sometimes. Sometimes you have to go sideways to go up. Um, it's interesting. The, the final like third act of the movie is him doing the climb. Yeah. And when he starts doing it, it's nobody's really beholding him to do this. It's kind of like... All of his friends are saying, if you decide to do it, cool. If you don't, cool. Like, they don't yeah. really care. Like It's just him. It's just him, like, waking up at 5 in the morning going, I think it's time. And he just he just walks unceremoniously straight up to it and starts climbing. And, uh, you know, the cameramen are all flipping out. Like, what is he? Like, this is crazy. Like, is he's this so, the climb? Yeah, this is the climb. And he's so far up now. And um, I did watch this. It's yeah. a really good one. It's so good, man. Yeah. It's such a good Excellent. rewatch, too. Uh, but, yeah, I love that movie. Um I finished the Pacific. Granted, I was only like two episodes behind, uh, you know, when I last talked about it. Um, this I know is it's fresh, but Pacific Band of Brothers. Uh, I mean, I think like the rest of television viewers everywhere and the world in general, the German side of the war is how holds my interest a little easier. I don't. It's hard to explain. 
my eyes were certainly open to a lot of stuff from the mm -hmm. Pacific Theater because it's just, it just feels like not a lot of people talk about how uh, brutal the Japanese yeah. army was, especially to their own civilians, using them as human shields and stuff. Because I don't even think Germany didn't do it to—they didn't do that to the same extent. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and they and they surrendered at the end of the day. Japanese were not surrendering. That was the whole problem. That was why they dropped freaking bombs, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to me, it's the more uncomfortable side of the war. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's much more unfamiliar territory, whereas Europe felt more like felt more familiar to, compared to what the U.S. was there's in terms a, there's of a architecture of, and culture. Of, uh, and... There's a certain level of like, so, well, I mean, yeah, we I guess we would identify with that because um, it's more aligned with our culture um, mm -hmm. in America. But there's a certain type of celebrity that's associated with the German side of the war. Like you kind of look at it with um, with Hollywood eyes, I guess. Uh, but like uh, yeah. it's it's easy to do. There's so many freaking movies about it. But the uh, yeah, the Japanese side of the war was just brutal to the point where like this is where like PTSD stuff. Well, this and the German side of the uh, World War One, um, where it was like I think it was German and Russia. Well, also we think of like the the real villains, the Nazis and Hitler. That was in Germany, and so let's yeah. take that. Like, and they of course that, they caved. They caved. Not so. that the Pacific side didn't have villains that we were fighting against. It just felt way different. There was like this element of honor to it that was different. It all just felt yeah. kind of like we shouldn't be doing this to there each other. There was a psychology that was much more difficult to penetrate yes. because at yes. the end of the day, when Nazis were like, "Oh, our leader's dead." Well, I'm good here. I'm done for the day. Yeah. You know, like they we were just kidding. We're going to go. Back. Yeah, we were just kidding. Yeah. We now we lost our backbone. We're good. We're out. Um, whereas Japanese, the army, at least they were they instilled a psychology in those soldiers that was like, never give up. And if you're in a place where you feel like you're going to give up, you need to kill yourself. Like, yeah, you ride, or, ride or die, man. Exactly. Um, yeah. And just the fact that they were throwing civilians into certain battles was just like, uh, I think it, w it was uh, in uh, Oko Okinawa. I think it was in Okinawa. Um, which is the final stretch of episodes. Um, and then this, all of this Pacific theater side is on small islands that are off the mainland because um, the soldiers' jobs are to take over those lands so we can establish our own bases there and put our own Air Force there and Navy and all that stuff. You know, That's the main purpose of this invasion. Um, so it makes it easier for us to go to the mainland and actually fight them on their mainland. Um, mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, anyway, I lost my train of thought in that explanation. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah. I love this show so much. It's a more complex side of the war for sure. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. So they weren't there for the whole, they dropped a bomb and it wiped out like a whole city. So we're done with the war guys. Like they weren't, it, that's how they heard about the news is somebody just said, did you hear they had dropped a huge bomb and we're done here? Um, yeah. they felt and, much more isolated compared to the European yeah. side. Very yeah. much so. Very much so. Yeah. I've heard that. And, and the enemy was just true, different. I've heard, like, there were, I've heard there were people, I think mainly on the Japanese side, maybe on the other side as well, that it took years, in some cases, maybe even decades, till they even learned the war was over. Like, I don't know if that's true, but I've heard about that before on these really isolated islands that there are some people who were still holding out their spot, waiting for word. And I don't know if that's oh. true or not, but I've heard that before. Well, I mean, news did travel insanely slow back then uh, mm -hmm. in those years. Um, not that it was like <clears throat> they had cars and stuff, but it was like, you know, on um, they were such small island. We're talking tiny islands like Peleliu. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. Uh, that's a like a it, they zoomed in on the map and it was like this yeah. tiny but speck of major island. Major conflict happening there. Yes, and they yeah. they were they that battle was months. That was like two months. So I mean, 
<laughs> it had a, it had a Vietnam vibe to it that makes me very yeah. uncomfortable. Where I'm like, ooh, this this looks more scary. And yeah, and like, then of course Vietnam, we you know everybody calls it a draw or whatever, but no, we lost. Um, we otherwise, lost, yeah. yeah, we totally lost. Uh, <laughs> we just said, screw this, man, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Winners don't do that. A draw doesn't do that. You know. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, this was just different because it was um, yeah. not that we were. Yeah, we were pretty much losing. Uh, on the, if you were to watch the show, you might come away with the fact that more morally we're losing, like physically we're losing a lot of soldiers and stuff, and the Japanese people won't surrender. So it was kind of like, I mean, I guess we should just drop a freaking crazy ass big bomb on them. Um, what other yeah. choice was there? Kind of. You know what's uh, interesting is that show starts off super rough and it's very violent, but then like you get this reprieve. In Australia, it's, yeah, and like episode kind of, two and three or four, it's like you put yourself in their leave. shoes, and you're kind of like, yeah. "Hey, we picked the best theater of war over here. Like, this is we're just on vacation in Australia. We're meeting oh pretty God, girls. Dude. Like, this and is it amazing." Just starts. But they had no starts. idea that they were yeah. about to go into the worst of it over the next yeah. several months. And uh, I think years. Band of Brothers, there's that episode where they finally do get to a uh, concentration camp, and uh, oh, that man. was uh, the episode where oh. I cried. That's the episode I cried hard. Oh, um, because they had no idea. Like yeah, you think no, about like no. you think you, about them realizing you think oh, the news we is sensationalized just, and all that stuff. Yeah. Like you really don't really know. Or you haven't heard anything about it, one or the other. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially that early in the war for them. Um Ugh. And and that happened again in the finale of Pacific for me. I cried hard when uh, um the kid from Jurassic Park. I that's mm-hmm. what I always call him. Sledge, I think. Sledgehammer is his name. He has like a big stare. Yeah, yeah he's he goes he's supposed to go hunting with his dad, and he just pauses and just freaking cries dude like he's just like this is after the war and he's just crying he's like i can't do this i can't do and what he means is i can't do civilian life there is no there is there is no normal he's just done you know but he's not done enough to be like i quit life and i'm just gonna you know kill myself right here he's just like i can't i can't do things anymore that sucks so bad Um, and it's yeah. just like heartbreaking. And then, like you see earlier in an earlier scene, his brother, who was on the German side of the war, is like, "Yeah, man, so that took these Nazis down." He's like got chicks on both arms, and he's just like a celebrity. Right, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. like, yeah, it's just such a good show. It it's um it paints a totally different picture. Uh, don't get me wrong, Band of Brothers wasn't a happy like experience whatsoever. No, um, there's still brutality going on over there. Just um, a totally different style. Totally different, mm-hmm. especially when like. I don't know. You see what's become of these soldiers psychologically, Um, like how they're throwing. This is from I think I talked about this last week, but like there's one part where the Japanese soldier's head is completely blown off and Rami Malek's character is like throwing rocks into his head, just kind of playing a game and like just throwing like really tiny rocks into his head. And you hear drops like you hear the drops of the blood like in uh, uh, it's it's crazy, dude. It's like just leave him alone. But they've Um, gone They've lost sense of normalcy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's. Um, just a just a couple. Okay, I finished Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. I really like it. If you like the movies, and even the video game, they shout out uh, references in video game in this. Um, and and if you like the graphic novel, they're able to tie like all of these things somehow into each other by the end of the season. Nice. Um, and then it turns out to be, I don't know. It just turns out to be more related to the movie than I thought going in. Mm. Um, after after episode one, I should say, because it felt like it was a different adaptation. And then it turns out that it's actually a part of something uh, that we've already seen. Um, and that was really cool. It's really cool. It's really funny. Um, and the last thing I want to mention is uh, Dream Scenario starring Nicolas Cage. And if you watch the trailer of this, it's so it's so funny, dude. Um, 
and uh, there is at, a, at eventually there's a point in the movie where it gets a little disturbing, but um, it, it, the trailer shows that people start dreaming of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he, he plays a he doesn't play himself in this movie. It's not unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, he plays a professor who's very unassuming. He's got like a ball. He's like bald on top of his head. Like Nicolas Cage um, should be, right? Yeah, and like Nicolas Cage should be without without plugs. Uh, and he talks like, hey, man, how's it going? He's kind of nerdy. Mm. Yeah, I know a lot about evolution and stuff like that. Oh, my um, gosh. So, like, he's very unassuming. He's not yeah. a celebrity. He should not yeah. be somebody that's being dreamed about. But the dreams are very passive. Like, he's he'll show up and, like, it'll be something terrible happening to the dreamer. And he'll just be walking by and be like, just, like, nod to them or just not even acknowledge them. Just walk by, look at them, and walk away. That's all. That's the, all the dream is. Uh, so, so like he becomes a celebrity because of that. Um, and there comes a point huh. in the movie where he, this is early on in the first act, where he has to decide whether he wants to be the celebrity that people are seeing him as, or to just continue being a regular dude. And there, this is where the humor is in the movie. It's kind of all in the editing and like the presentation of how things are going in the movie, where. Um, uh, he his wife is like maybe because he's he's got a wife and kids he's a normal dude, uh he's 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 like uh talking to his wife about it. his wife is like maybe you should just like think before you do anything drastic and he's like yeah you're totally right and it cuts to the next scene and he's doing an interview on TV he's like whoa wow what do I think about this this is crazy like <laughs> that's the type of stuff that the type of humor it is it it's gives me like, like, the way you're describing it sounds like don't look up just in terms of its sense of humor and the character Leonardo yeah. plays where he's like a normal nerdy dude who has no business being yeah totally it, yeah oh my spotlight. god when he loses it in that newscast with Kate Blanchett it's so good such a great yeah, scene it is. It um is. but yeah this is uh it does eventually take a darker turn uh then the dreams start becoming less passive mm. um but it is like a at, at its core it's like one of those philosophical movies where it's kind of like dreams are noise that our heads make up and they don't really have a meaning except for the meaning that you assign to them you know like they're just a chaotic thing that's a part of our brain they they don't really serve a purpose outside of just whatever you're asleep and your brain needs something to do um so it's kind of interesting to have that i don't know that conversation in my head while i'm watching the movie like i mean these people are just making up the meanings for um for why he's in their dreams and what what he's doing in them and mm. if he really meant those things that he did in those dreams it's like he is no he's just a guy just existing <laughs> he had no control over any of that is this going to be streaming? Because I'm really interested in this one. I hope so. It's an A24 movie, so you never really know where it's going to go. It could it'll be go Amazon. somewhere, though. Yeah, it'll, it'll hit it, something. Definitely. It's really good. And uh, who else is in it? Um, eventually, like a bunch of young people that look really familiar show up at the end of the movie uh, in one of the funnier parts of the movies. Um, the entire cast of Stranger Things just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's uh... God, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, the wife is played by Julianne Nicholson, who is. Um... She was like, she's been in a bunch of stuff. You'd recognize her if you saw her. Okay. Michael Sarah plays the head of like a marketing firm. Very funny. Tim Meadows plays the dean, his, his oh boss. Oh my gosh. And he, again, is very funny, especially when he asks him, have you been dreaming about me? Have I been dreaming about you? N- no. <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> I just love the way he talks to him. Um, yeah, there's a succession actor uh, cameos at the end and uh, the girl from Prey, the uh, alien, uh, the Predator movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He cameos at the end, Great too. Movie. And I'm like, how did these actors end up in this movie? Because this is directed by a guy who's like, he's done one other movie, and it was Norwegian. So how did he get all these people? Hmm. Um, anyway, it's it's really nutty. It's it's out there, dude. Uh, and it's kind of like a very bittersweet, uh, some would even say flat-out depressing ending. 
Hmm. But I'm kind of I'm kind of a nut for those. I I yeah, yeah I love that stuff. Yeah, take me somewhere new at the end of the movies. There's a lot of yeah. people on that. <laughs> exactly. That but but technically he did achieve a certain goal by the end of the movie. So that's why I was kind of like, there's kind of a bitter. It's kind of a sweetness to the bitterness too. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I call it bittersweet. All right, um, yeah, no, that, one, that one sounds good. Yeah, it's very very entertaining. Um, that's all I got though. When you were talking about that game earlier. The Arcadia one. Yeah, this is a Jeff vibe, and Tim game for sure. The vibe, the way you described it, reminded me, and I had to look it up because I couldn't remember what it was. It was called Counter Spy. You were Counter Counter Spy. Counter Spy. Never heard of it. It was a side-scrolling game that I remember Love playing. The style. It was like an early PS4 game that I played. Might have been late PS3, but it was on PS4. So I know for me, it was an early PS4 game. And uh, side I love how it looks, dude. It's such a good art style. It had that same like 60s, 70s James Bond sort, like not really, but like yeah. spy. Not in war. I don't know what the word is, but it's that it's that spy thing where you've got lots of James Bond like music going on, but there's bright oranges with the dark grays and shadows. And so anyway. Yeah, Counter Spy is a cool one. It just reminded me of that the way you were talking about it, uh, and the and the style. Um all right, so I already talked about uh trolls band together. I keep saying Trolls 3 for short, but I realized that there is a very popular I, bad movie called Trolls up, 2. Straight up, we talked about it in the chat. I called it Trolls 2, and then and then when you said World Tour earlier, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. They don't use numbers in this franchise. Yeah, which for good reason, right? Because Trolls 2 was one of the most popular bad movies ever made. Um, great bad movie night movie if you have some buddies and some drinks. Yeah. Um, really, really funny one. But I'll anyway. only watch that on invite only. Kind of like The Room, where it's like, well, there's going to be a theater <sighs> full of people. We should go. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> So yeah, Trolls Band Together, we talked about that already. Um, watched a bunch of Christmas movies this week, and I will say, out of all of them, like, we watched Santa Claus 1 and 2 with Tim Allen. We watched Home Alone 1 and 2. The only one that I would say I think still really holds up super well is Home Alone 1. I think Home Alone 2 has some funny moments. The kids really laugh a lot at some of the ridiculous pranks that he pulls on them. Um, but it really is just Home Alone 1 in a new setting. It is like beat for beat the same exact story, uh, even to the point of having like this older creepy person that he thinks is scary, but then connects with and then helps them at the end. You know, it's the same exact story beats. That being said, I think Home Alone 1, it's so good. I mean, it's a John yeah. Hughes script. The uh, I think it helps that I saw the movies that made us episode about it. It just helps me have more appreciation for how it came together. But everything about it, man, the cast is great. Knowing that John Candy came in and took pretty much pennies for that little role, he kind of did it as a favor almost. I don't um, think he got paid at all, yeah. Uh, it's so it's just so fun and it's got a great Christmas vibe. Um, really good, strong, like late eighties, early nineties, just vibe and hairdos and everything about it, man. Like I really, really like it. Um, so love that movie. Oh yeah, me too. Um, played a little more Alan Wake two. I'm in chapter four. No, I think I'm still in chapter three. So I'm still a little early, but, uh, I like it. Um, I'm still waiting for it to like be the you're game about, of the year contender you're about but. where i am and and uh in vibes alone i was like oh this is one of my favorite games of the year um it's got great vibes it's a good horror game lots of really yeah. creepy moments great use of the lighting especially that first kind of the first two really encounters one's kind of like in a morgue setting and then one in that that you saw in the gameplay preview kind of in that right uh field store like those two encounters were legitimately scary and i was like Dude, this yeah. is gonna be a is this gonna be a hard game? Like, and then I... apparently, like as soon as it switches to Alan, back to Alan, saying that in the tone of the raptor who says that in Jurassic Park three, <laughs> Alan, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Um, as soon as it switches back to him, and it that's when it gets like comically nutty, where you're like, "What is even happening right now?" Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that chapter so much. Yeah. So the. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to playing this more. It's been hard to get um, game time with it because we've just been staying up late playing cards and watching Christmas movies and stuff. So um, once family heads back and we get into a regular schedule, I'll play more of this. I have played more Super Mario RPG. I've got I'm almost finished with the fourth star getting that. I just love the cast of this game. I think it's so I just think they've nailed it. Um, it's absolutely great. So I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone who hasn't played it and like, would this still be really good? I still think it's really, really good. It's really yeah. excellent. What a good game. Uh, and if you aren't, check out uh, Dan's streaming channel on Twitch, Dapper underscore Chocobo, because he's playing through this currently uh, as well. Um, oh, and then I'm into Fan- Phantom Liberty. I-, I-, I brought my character in. I was just trying to wrap up stuff in Cyberpunk 2077, the main game. Mm-hmm. There's a few relationship side quests that... I had hadn't finished just because you know I have to wait sometimes in game several days for them to call to follow up on a thing. Um, so I had finished the game, and then when I reloaded my save to wrap things up, then I got a call from there's a character named Carrie, and I hadn't finished that storyline. So I did a few of those things, and you'll keep um, getting calls. It feels like like uh, I remember being at the part where it was like I feel like this is the end of the game, the end of the DLC, and um, I kept getting new calls from like you should come over and do this thing for me, and I'm yeah. like what the hell. Yeah. Can you so just did, let I me did do the, the thing? Ending, <laughs> and I hadn't finished Judy's side story or Carrie's side story. Yeah. And I hadn't done a couple other interactions that can give you specific yeah. messages from characters at the end. So I missed a couple. What could have been, the I guess. Carrie, yeah, the complete. Carrie one happened, like, for me, at the very beginning of Phantom Liberty. And okay. um, I had to drive so far to get... The, I could have done fast travel, but I wanted to drive. But <laughs> yeah. it was really far yeah. away. Um, and, uh, I was like, oh shit, this was a main game thing. I should have done this in 2020. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I was kind of sad I hadn't done the Judy one yet. The Judy storyline, um, whether you're the female character romancing her or the male character who's just really good buddies with her, there's a really good like friendship there. Yeah. And, um, the final like little quest you go on with her, I thought was actually really cool. It, it felt, I don't know. It just felt like a really cool moment where you get to explore a bit of her growing up and see a bunch of her memories. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought, I thought it was really good. Um, and so yeah, now I'm just just now jumping into Phantom Liberty. Um, I do know I was a little overpowered for the end of that game. Like that final boss encounter yeah. uh, was not. I very was already on easy mode. So as you can imagine, <laughs> for me it was like, did, was that even? I can't even call yeah. that a fight. I just obliterated that guy. Well, what's um, crazy is that like that villain plays a major role in edge runners and at the and yes. beginning of this game for you yes. know for johnny silverhand and it's, it's almost just kind of like, like the first interaction you have with him oh in the game, which, man which this for, is gonna be hard and it was like yeah just dash 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 shotgunning him in the face till it was over i was like oh the first interaction you have with him in a game is through a bd uh uh a brain dance and right. and uh that um what's her name captured from the club that judy's at mm-hmm. um and he makes a comment to her and i'm like oh i'm gonna kill this guy <laughs> Yeah. So like, so as soon as you meet him the first time, you're like, "Oh, this guy sucks." Uh, this guy's yeah. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. So he anyway, I, like he was looking down on her, and like I was like, "Holy crap!" Well, and because of the ending I picked, different characters are with me than I guess other people, and yeah. there's a major character death in my ending that happens at that moment before that last oh. boss fight. Um. So all I don't that. Know stuff, that I had any of those. I'm 
I won't say it because I know you might do another playthrough. It's one of your favorite games. I could see you going back and trying a different path or two. So I won't say it, but like yeah. it was just interesting based on who you bring with you, who you team up with, who's your relationship with, like who's going to be there in that final moment. And it just gave extra weight to that final encounter. Yeah. So I thought, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely loving that. And then of course, playing Death Must Die. That's my other game that I'm playing. <laughs> what a great, what a great title for a game. Anyway, uh, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, between the two of us, we still managed to talk about a we lot. Did it. That's what we Miraculous, do. Miraculous, yeah. That's what we do. Uh, next week, we're going to be making our predictions. Hopefully, Dan and Kyle will be able to join us so we can all make our predictions for the Game Awards because during that following week on that Thursday are the actual Game Awards. Right now, I'm trying to figure out do I have the right schedule to be able to do a live reaction to it. I'd love to to do a live reaction to it. I would love no to guarantees. as well because it's at night. Right, so it's not during a freaking daytime that I don't have to work while I'm doing. Okay, yeah. So I, I think it's probably, seven p.m. Eastern. Unless I already bought a freaking movie ticket for that night, because it is that time of year where I'm like, I have to see everything for the year ends. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah. Which yeah, is I'm not true you. at all. I don't have to see anything. No, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll be in a theater. Uh, there's a. These are rules we make for ourselves, just like me. With well, I got to play this game before Game Awards. Yeah, I don't really need to. I really don't uh, need to. I'm just like, well, I, if I don't see it, then it's going to leave the theater, and then I won't be able to see it for like three months or whatever. Yeah, and, I we actually don't have to do this. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't have to do any of this. Um, there is a movie that's showing for one line only on the seventh, so that's kind of funny. That's uh, I can't do the Game Awards because of that. It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, let's how, see. How dare you? It how is, dare you? Movie theaters. So it's in Los Angeles. Of course, it's on the 7th. I'm trying to see if they have a streaming time. Doesn't say what time. I'm assuming it's going to... Let's see if it's on. If it's in L.A. I could see them starting as early as 6 in L.A., so maybe 8 o'clock. No, that'd be a 9 o'clock Eastern. Is that too late? That might be too late mm -hmm. for a... So maybe it starts at 5 o'clock. Anyway, um, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, at the very least, the following episode, we'll do a full reaction to all the award stuff, even if we don't have a chance to do it live. So, we'll do it live! Um, yeah. Looking forward to doing that. Um, looking forward to seeing who others pick for the Game of the Year winners and uh, and who we all predict. Can we just, for our predictions for every category, can we just write Baldur's Gate 3? Can we just do yeah, that for exactly. all of us? And just put that as <laughs> our prediction. It's going to be in every category it's nominated for, yeah. Even Best <laughs> yeah. Indie. Most Impact, of course, as well. Yeah, most, yeah Big Impact. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening and watching. Appreciate you. See ya.